best time, no doubt. And with that, you might be saying that why the hell is the, the March Madness theme song playing here? It's it's November. Well, that's because um, Travis, uh, Travis Krins joins me here. It is the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Sacking with you here on this Thanksgiving week edition. And, uh, you know, Travis, uh, you, you laid some cryptic, uh, you, you were very cryptic last week. Um, and now I know why, because, uh, you and I will be going to the, uh, to the final four in Minneapolis, April 6th and 8th, uh, of 2019. Uh, needless to say, I'm, uh, I'm still in shock. Well, we, we've decided to enroll at Duke. Oh, okay. We've decided to join the basketball team, so, uh... Hopefully they make it there. We'll be there. They will be there as well. Yes, we will. So, uh, so this. Is, so I'll give you the backstory here. And I, I do have my wife Kelsey, who is uh, the the whole uh, the original. She's the architect of this. Uh, dare I say? Yeah. Um, so she can help kind of fill in the story. But uh, you know, six thirty a.m. on Friday, mm. my birthday. Uh, she says, hey, your mom called. You need to give her a call back. So I call my mom and she says, yeah, happy birthday and all this. You know, you know, thank you. You know, it's, uh, we'll see what happens here. And then Kelsey gives me a card and uh, I open it as I'm on the phone with her. She's like, you need to open this. I'm like, okay. Well, then, um, then, uh, sure enough, I open it and here's this, uh, this sheet of paper Got, uh, stapled multiple sheets. It says, save the date. Mm. 2019 Final Four all-session tickets. April 6th and 8th, 2019 Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I see the Final Four symbol, or the Final Four logo on it. It's brought to you by your uh, mom, your mother-in-law, your wife, and your friend Travis. So, needless to say, I was in shock. There's a good thing there was a door there, or otherwise I would have fallen out the house. Uh, and maybe wouldn't have even made it. So, uh, Travis, on, I, it's, again, I'm still in shock here. Um, but uh, so you and, and uh, so so Kelsey's in here for the beginning of this podcast here. But uh, either one of you could be. Yeah, how did this whole thing start? Because I I'm still in shock and awe as as to what happened. You can go first. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Come here, speak oh, in the okay. microphone, dear. This is this is a podcast here. We're going on here. Now I'm a little shy. <laughs> All right. Um, pretty much about three weeks ago, I contacted Travis and said, "Is this something that Nathan would like? Because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, and you just can't miss something like this." And he said absolutely, and I talked to his mom, and she said she'd be. By, by his mom, you mean my mom, I, not not Travis's yes, mom. Yes, just mom. To, just for the record, correct? <laughs> I talked to Nathan's mom, okay, okay. and his mother-in-law, and contacted Travis the Wednesday. Was it Wednesday before? Thursday before? I think. Maybe Monday, something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty close. <laughs> And seeing if he would be willing to get a ticket as well, and then we were scrambling to find the best seats we could throughout it, and that's kind of it. He's very excited. He's yeah. very excited. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys both, uh, you know, 
probably forever indebted to you both now. Uh, uh, so it, it does say though on here we expect a live post game co- uh, live post game coverage wow. of this. So that means, Crins, that we are going to have to have a podcast on Saturday and then a podcast on Monday. I think we'll have to do a double double threat that week. I think we can more than handle that, though, don't you think? You'll, you'll have to provide uh, equipment and phone. Oh, yes. Stuff. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. definitely. The, uh, the the blue ice will, uh, will be making its way there. Oh, boy. So we have final four all-session tickets here. Session- All three games. Yes. It was discussed, you know, if you pick one of the two, I would say go to the Saturday since you get to see two games. Yep. Uh, but then I guess as long as we're going, let's just let's just see all of them. Just do the whole whole kit and caboodle here. Uh, so we're upper sideline section three hundred nine. I have taken a look at where we are sitting here, and it's uh, I I must say I think we're going to have a pretty pretty good view all things considered here we, we're like i think we're, we're kind of like baseline with the with the court in the upper upper deck yeah there was uh some tickets where we would have been like behind the basket end zone kind of in the upper deck and they probably would have been fine since we'd be so high but i don't know i don't like being behind the basket so we kind of went a little bit more you know mm-hmm. even on so yeah, well, I mean, once you're up that high, I think it should be fine. Seeing everything I've never seen out of it. We've never seen a basketball game, obviously, in a stadium over that far away. But uh, you've been to plenty of Vikings games. I was there a couple weeks ago, and it was fine. You could see everything. So I think everything should be should be fine as far as the view. Well, the, so. the atmosphere is going to be fantastic there. Um, so, uh, anything else, Kelsey, before we need to, um, before we discuss more, anything else you want to add to this? I got bail money, guys. I'll save up. Bail money. (laughs) Bail money, Crins. She's got bail money. Well, thank you. Thank you, Han. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, I, like I say, I'm forever indebted to you. Yeah, I know Travis will keep you in line. Oh, yes. I'm sure he will. Yes. Yes, he will. (laughs) Thank you. So, uh, as Kelsey makes her cameo appearance. This is like her first or second appearance on the podcast. First. First in a while, at the very least. She she might have come on like... Travis called me right before... They called you. That was on your last episode of the radio. Ah, yes, yes. The last time there at SDSU. I think that was a surprise as well. That was his surprise. So you you guys have got me twice here now. I don't know. uh, You know, fool me once, shame on me. Or shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I think that's how... That's how that goes here. So Travis, I just think that he just doesn't want us in the same room together. We'll just pull something else over his eyes. I've literally met you once. (laughs) At the wedding. Is that not correct? Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Once at the wedding. You have talked plenty uh, uh, besides that, but never just once in person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're always welcome up here. Oh, there you go. There might be a football game, maybe in a couple weeks. I don't know. Uh, oh, 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 yes, yes, there will be. Yes, yes, there will be. So, okay, as Kelsey exit Noah, here. Noah, Noah, Noah can have the top bunk. I'll take the bottom bunk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's, That's why we bunk yeah. beds so we can all like you know. So there's yeah. more room for activities there to pull oh, yeah. a, to pull a quote from uh, that there. So I mean, again, this all session tickets here. I. I, I was absolutely floored by this. I, I can't wait to go to this with you. We are going to have a 
ton of fun here. And the best, like, you know, I don't even know where to begin here. Like, what, you know, we have... You, like, we all want to go. Like, everybody in our group is like, all right, it's Minneapolis. It's never been here before. Yep. You know, as adults. We all want to go to this thing. Like, we're going to try to go somehow, you know, to, to go there because who knows when it's going to... It hasn't been here in, what, 17 years, 18 years? Yep. Was a lot of time I was here. Who knows if it's going to come back? So. I I think it will. For for the record, I believe the Final sure. Four will be coming back at least at some point, or if not nothing else, then at least a regional. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Hopefully, this goes well. They got the games there. What two weeks from now? The uh, SGSU games and NDSU and the Gophers and whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, we all want to go to this thing. We uh, we all like this. We all like the tournament the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said a couple weeks ago. I really, I don't want to go to. Uh, I'd go to a regional probably. I wouldn't want to go to the opening round because the best day of the tournament is the first two days. Where there's 32 games. It's on from noon or 11 a.m. all the way to midnight. Yep. And uh, I want to be watching all 16 of those games. So we go to the final four, and um, I, I don't know what to expect. I've never been there before, and everything else that is, is there. Well, Super Bowl is, is one thing. I, I assume it's. You're not quite that level, but uh, similar with other things going on. I I just think and, the atmosphere uh, is going to be electric there. And we all we, we all hate Duke, but we all like him this year because of uh, who, who they have. And uh, yep, I I assume they'll lose at least a game before that. But at this point, who the hell knows? Yep, if they were. I've made this comment to several people here. I mean, you and I are both North Carolina Tar Heel fans, but I sure. I think in this case here, in this year, now that we are, like, we are going to this thing, I want to see Duke. Like This is one of those years where yeah. I hope Duke actually does well in the tournament and meets those expectations. Yeah, because uh, they played this afternoon. Um, who did they play? They played San Diego uh, State. San Diego State. State a lot yeah. of them. Yep. I, I assume they're playing Auburn tomorrow, and then I assume they're playing Gonzaga on Wednesday. So those are games that I'm going to want to watch. And, yeah, this Zion Williamson, talked about him last week. He's got a couple of highlight real dunks you've never seen before every game. So, yeah, hopefully they can make it, and I will see what the rest of the field looks like. But, I mean, there's there certain – Team like with 2015 Kentucky, um, mm-hmm. with the, uh, Anthony Towns. And they were going. They were they, they lost to what Wisconsin in the Elite Eight, and they were undefeated, I think. And um, there are certain teams like that, and I mean, this is the this is one of those teams. Like Wichita State, you know, a few years back when they ran into the buzzsaw of Kentucky. Yeah. Be, but Wichita State was the one seed, and Kentucky just happened to be playing as well as any team in the country at that given time. And, I mean, that would have been a really great team, Wichita State, to see them uh, continue to, you know, to, to go deep into the tournament. So that stunk there. Um, the ideal Final Four for me would be UNC. It, it, this Like, I'm not oh, talking matchups yeah. here. But UNC, Duke, South Dakota State, and Gonzaga. Wow. That is that That is not happening. But or not Even Gonzaga, yet. Nevada, Nevada. I'm sorry, not Gonzaga, Nevada. Oh. I want Nevada well, for you your sake. Substitute out SDSU, and if you want to put Gonzaga in there, that I, I said. That, but the ideal final those four. Those would be all. Yeah. Those would be all reasonable. If yeah. You took those 
fort. Yeah, South Dakota State losing to Tulane and Florida Gulf Coast here. Not good. Uh, not good. No, not good at all. Uh, they're they're close games, so at least it's not like they're they're getting blown out. But I just too many turnovers and missed free throws and some bad defense. I I thought they had that game against Tulane after they got up eighty to seventy eight. Um, and I said you know don't don't give up a three pointer. And uh, what do they do? Oh, they give up a layup and a foul. So that that's great. Um, good stuff there. They'll rebound. They'll recover. But uh, not not the ideal start that I was uh, that I was hoping for for the for the season from the Jacks. At least the men's like, basketball I don't team. I don't think they're winning a tournament game here. I mean, they're they only have two guys off the bench. Yeah. And a third guy that played eight minutes. They lose Brandon Key for whatever reason. We still don't know. I mean, Dom, and Dom played almost the entire game. Jenkins played 33 minutes. Kevin King played 37. I assume these guys are going to be fine once they're in all 30 games in here at the end of uh, February, beginning of March. But Jesus Christ, I mean, they're going to run these guys ragged. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just poor roster management, a poor build of a roster. Uh, I, we know that Otzel, uh, that uh, head coach T.J. Otzelberger can can bring in the talent, I, so I don't question the the recruiting aspect of it. But I like you. I, why don't they have a deeper bench? Maybe they'll maybe they'll get one here as the season goes on. I don't I don't know, but um, yeah, it, it's a little. Hey, Jenkins. Jenkins is his guy, so I'll give him credit for Jenkins from Washington. That's his territory. That's his guy. I mean, other than that, I mean, there's nobody else here. Dom is from the previous regime, yet, yeah. So, um, and, but these other guys, I don't, I don't know who they are. Uh, Cougar, Aaron's King, I don't know who these guys are. Uh, Detterl, who's this other freshman that starts? I I want to see this and Michael Blinger. Carter Williams here next year. That's the big one they got for the the transfer from Washington. Is it Michael Carter Williams? Let's Michael see. Carter Williams was a guard for Syracuse. Yeah, in the I know. NBA. That, that, that didn't sound. That didn't and sound. He was like right. rookie let's, of the year, and he hasn't done anything since then. Um, let, let's let's see. There, maybe it's just Michael Carter. Maybe that's who I'm. They've got, they've got three recruits coming in next year. One of them, a couple of them, are good. So, I mean, we'll see. But I'm just this bench. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, play some guys. It's it's bad. Maybe they don't have the guys to play. But Jesus, you got. One guy playing 13 minutes today, one guy playing 17. They're going to play three games here in three days. It's just like, you know, I love how the women do it. You know, they're 10, 12 deep, and if, if, you know, if that was up to me, that's how I would like to play, but goddamn. Yep. Now, if one of these guys gets in foul trouble, you're screwed. Yep. You're screwed. Uh, the, the guy is thinking of Michael Carter the third, is sophomore from uh, Seattle. He went to Washington, so he's a transfer from Washington. So... That's that's what I'm looking forward to, I guess, here. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Mike Dom, nine fouls the last two games. Uh, obviously fouled out against Florida Gulf Coast. That's a bit of a concern for me. I don't, I haven't seen this yet. Um, so, I want to, uh, you know, I'll have to look into this, I guess, a little further. But I'm wondering, are, are they calling... Are, are officials calling him on stuff that he maybe he got away with in previous years? Is he just being a little more aggressive? Why why the uptick in the fouls? Yeah, I don't know. Um, like, Dom, he would have played the whole game if he didn't fall out in the final minute. Uh, Skyler Flatten did play the entire game. Uh, King played all but three minutes. David Jenkins played all but uh, seven minutes. So, um, 
and 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 King had four fouls, and Jenkins had four fouls. God forbid. I mean, those are the three best players right there. But God forbid. I mean, Dom fouls out. God forbid two of these guys fall out if that happens. Jeez. Well, I mean, what, what are we gonna have to do? We're gonna have to bring Bo Brown off of the uh, off the bench here. Right. I mean, yeah, tell me, and then the Richard and some guys, but it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, well, thin bench, not good, not good. They're, they'll win the conference, but. Not good. Yeah, um, you know, does Reed Telling Newson have another trans, you know, another year? Maybe he could, you know, put on the old uniform instead of being a grad assistant coach. I don't know. Um, uh, no, but so that, I, I mean, I still have high expectations for the Jacks, but but uh, certainly not good. But yeah, that the whole. The, the whole reason we brought up SDSU again, Final Four, you and I will be there. Um, so I, I very much look forward to this. We're going to have a great time. Um, I do think, you know, obviously we have four and a half months to talk about this and plan this and everything like that. But, I mean, I kind of want to go down there super early to try and, you know, get you know get on TV with Greg Gumbel and, uh, you know, see what Jay Billis might have in store. Seth Greenberg, let, let, let's go, let, let, let's get on TV with these guys. I want to see where they set up at and all their pre-game, post-game stuff. Um, I propose top golf on Sunday as yes. my proposition or Monday morning or whenever the hell that's going to happen. So. Yep. Um, I know uh, Timberwolves play like on that Sunday, but yeah, we don't, we're not doing that. You you never know. Maybe we'll get to see uh, our our boy, uh, your boy Robert Covington. This would be a chance to see Robert Covington oh. in person. So, I mean, that, oh yeah, yeah, because that happened. Um, so so that's always something there. So yeah, looking forward to this. This is gonna be a great time. Um. And hopefully the the NCAA tournament. Well, hopefully we have a good set of Final Four. Uh, I know that I'm going to be buying uh, at least uh, two pieces of merchandise uh, for the Final Four because you have to do that, right? You have well, to. What? You have just to. anything or anything particular. Well, like a like a like a, like a, like a, like a pullover, kind of like what you know what might get you know at the Summit League tournament. Um, uh, I told Kelsey I'd get her at least a T-shirt, and she said, you know, maybe you could get something that said, uh, "My wife bought me tickets to the final four, wow. and all I got was this lousy T-shirt." So we'll see if maybe maybe we'll just go to, you know, to one of the these custom T-shirt uh, sites and make that shirt as well. But no, we'll we'll get something there. But yeah, there will be plenty of merchandise bought on this trip. I thought uh, originally they may do it may do it for Christmas, but then it was birthday. Uh, so I'm happy about that. Yep. Oh, um, this is this is part. She said that you know this is part of the Christmas gift. Yeah, but yeah. um, I'm fine with that. You don't need. What to, was it? Were, were you looking at tickets? Would you have looked at tickets later on in the year, just out of curiosity? Or I I think uh, I think what I would have done is, you know, if if a, you know if you and and Marcus and David and Charlie and I had said, hey, you know, let let's get tickets, I would have probably looked heavily into it then um otherwise i was kind of planning on on trying to enter contests to win tickets so that was what i was that was what i was planning on doing um and then you know maybe seeing you know on a whim you know do we just say hey you know let's screw it and just and just go and 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 get tickets there so yeah there there were a couple of different options on the table um so it was I was serious, but not like, oh my god, I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm not going serious, if you know what I mean. I'm interested to see how many people are there. Oh, 
70,000. Do you think this thing's going to be sold out? Yes. Pretty much. Like a Viking game. Yes. Yep. Wow. Without, That'll be interesting. Without question. I mean, the the knock that Minneapolis is going to get is like, oh, it's it's April and yeah. it's cold and stuff. Like, shut up. You're in You're in a dome. You know, you, you get in, you're going to watch, you know, before. I do think the 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 market is going to be driven by the teams in this. It seems like that's always the case or you know how how I guess how expensive or how cheap the tickets are. But um in in this regard, if it's Duke, that place is sold out. If Duke's in there at all, that place is sold out. I would bet dollars to donuts. I wasn't looking real forward to the Super Bowl last year, but it it's probably the best. I still think it's the best Super Bowl that I've seen. It's mm-hmm. one I enjoyed the most. Um, but Mario Duke, Duke's the team we want. Um, obviously, we like Carolina. Um, so hopefully, something big happens with the. Uh, I mean, Duke. Uh, I think I mentioned it last year or last week when I knew about it. You know, Duke. They've won the two Final Fours in the uh, Minneapolis Stadium before. So uh, they'll probably make it three for three. Kansas, I guess. Um, I think I like Michigan a whole hell of a lot. Michigan's five and zero. Yeah, they they uh, they beat the hell out of Villanova this last week. Yeah, and Villanova lost to what Furman, so that's not great for them. <laughs> the, um, the Paladins, the Paladins. Does that get your palate going? The Paladins of Furman. Well, I don't know what the hell that is? Not even sure what the hell that is. Um, I mean, we obviously would would like Virginia not to be there just for you know. Uh, aesthetics. And, and, you know, right. Scoring over, over 60 points would the, be uh, preferable. Them and um, Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin go to hell as well. I think I think uh, Michigan's won the Big Ten. They won the Big Ten tournament uh, two years in a row. Uh, Kareem Hunt scores a touchdown, so that does me no favor. Fantasy wise, I try to cling to a 25 point lead here, so that's not great. Um, you know, maybe this will be the you know, big Duke, Kansas, uh, Kentucky, and Carolina will be all. All those teams, but uh, the women, the women did get a vote in the poll this week. Somebody's out there in 25th best team, so good job for the women, uh, women's basketball team. Buffalo still ranked in the uh, coaches' poll, and uh, Nebraska ranked in the coaches' poll. So there you go. Uh, speaking of the women, uh, when did when uh, the the Jackrabbit women? When do they play Oregon? Is that uh, like a couple weeks? A couple weeks? Maybe in December. If you, uh, like, when the Jackrabbit women played Notre Dame, huge deal. I mean, Muffet McGraw said this is one of the best atmospheres. We, we know that whole spiel, that whole shtick. Um, and that was very nice of her. It got a lot of attention. And, and you know what? Rightfully so. But there is someone on Oregon who has 12 triple doubles. I'm trying to pull up the, the name here. Um, It'll be December twelfth. So okay, three so, weeks or so. So December twelfth, and uh, let me get the this gal here. The roster is not very big. There's only looks to be ten players on the roster for Oregon, which oh, is interesting. Here, here it is. Sabrina Ionescu has twelve yeah. triple doubles. She just had a triple-double on Saturday or Sunday, I believe. This lady's the real deal. So if for no other reason, if, you know, for Jackrabbit fans, be like, oh, well, if, if 
you know what, if you're not sold on seeing the number three team in the country, I don't know why you wouldn't be. Oregon is really, really good. Yeah, they maybe don't have the name power that uh, that Notre Dame has, but for no other reason, take a look at this Sabrina gal, because triple doubles left and right, she's the real deal, uh, and it's worth the price of admission just to see her. Oregon was there, I don't know, 10 years ago or so when we were there, and they were not nearly as good as this, so. No. Uh, SGC, they lost to Notre Dame by 11. I went to that game. Good game. Um, Agumba Wale came off the bench with 16 minutes in that game. So uh, she was there. I didn't know who she was at the time, obviously. Uh, then out the claim to fame with those two great shots, one against what, U- UConn and who, the other one against Mississippi State? Yeah, and they're ranked number one. I don't know why, but they are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would like to go to that. We'll see what happens there. But it's uh, even on a Wednesday night, that can be problematic. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the women women seem good. You know, that, that loss to begin the year, but since that, they've been rolling. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got Baylor. Yeah. Got Baylor coming up uh, this weekend. So get ready to beat the hell out of them. Yes. In Vegas. Oh, God. Great. Yes. Yes. We, you know, they're in Las Vegas, as you mentioned, Friday, 9 30, tip off there. And uh, you know what? Jackrabbit fans will never forget uh, what Kim Mulkey and Baylor did the first year that SDSU was eligible for the Division One tournament. Um, so we we do not like Kim Mulkey here uh, at all. Uh, the Sports Block podcast also officially takes a stance that we do not like Kim Mulkey of Baylor. So um, hopefully she has to tear her jacket down in disgust after SDSU upsets them. But uh, screw Baylor, go Jacks. Boot says he saw her a year or so ago in some uh, fast food joint, I believe, and talked to her. <laughs> Sorry. About that. He said, I'm from South Dakota State. And, and oh, yeah, I remember you guys or something. Something to that extent. And do we believe this? I believe him. He's never led me astray before. I believe him. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt here. He's down in them parts and... Uh, He's a man of many worldly travels. I will. Uh, I believe him. I believe him. I don't know if they have another game after Buffalo. So they in this tournament, no. Baylor on Friday, Buffalo on Saturday. It will it will they play on Sunday? Like the the results of their first two games determine who they play. How big is this field? Do we know? I don't know. I would assume no. First okay. Two game three. You know. I would assume no. Either either way, this is a very good tournament from the standpoint that both Baylor and Buffalo made the NCAA Women's Tournament last year. Um, and then, right after that, they get Green Bay, who they never beat. But they do get a very good Green Bay team coming to Brookings on November 29th. And, of course, we all know the history between Aaron Johnston and Green Bay. He was going to leave for Green Bay, had change of heart on the interstate or whatever, and, and came back. So uh, that's good there. Um, and and yes, Megan Vogel has been an assistant in Green Bay for oh yes know, five or so. so. Yeah, so the person who I think is going to be the next coach at SDSU. So mm. whenever that time comes, 10, 20 years from now, whenever that time comes, and the men, if they would have reached the finals of their tournament, would have played probably Florida Gulf Coast again. So that would have been a good game, but that ain't gonna happen. No, so uh, that is unfortunate here. So SDSU basketball, though, uh, we're glad, though, that college basketball is back. Um, 
besides the Villanova upsets last week, I mean, Michigan just pounding the hell out of them, and then, of course, the loss to Furman. Kind of a quiet week overall here. Um, I, I will admit that I watched the end of Minnesota-Texas A&M on Sunday. Apparently, they're playing a, a tournament in Vancouver. I can only assume this is Vancouver, Canada, and not uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, and not Vancouver, Washington. But um, you know what? Minnesota got the win. They're 3-0. and Texas A&M doesn't look like they're worth a damn. But um, yeah, I mean, this is this is good stuff here. From the from the Gophers uh, so far, your guy Buzz Williams. Those uh, Hokies are four zero. Yes, yep. Shot and Kirk. Shot Kirk sent me a tweet about it, and it, Buzz Williams is uh, my guy. Uh, Michigan safety Tennessee Tech one hundred one to thirty three. So that's ouch. No, great. Um, Eastern Michigan played today and didn't didn't, didn't score ten points when they were out there. If this goddamn computer would work. Um, Eastern Michigan did not score a ton of points uh, when when they were out there. Oh. Uh, they, yeah, they were they were playing Rutgers. Rutgers beat Eastern Michigan today, sixty three to thirty six. So they scored a combined ninety nine points. Ooh, I hope you uh, I hope you took the under. I hope you did as well. Eastern Michigan had thirty six points. Four of them came in the first half. So that's never great when you score four points and a half. That's really not enough to win. Do better than that. Do better than that. Nebraska is also four and zero. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, man, man, right now, uh, as we currently speak, South Dakota has a lead over UMBC. Come on, Retrievers, let's go. Uh, U- UMBC, let's let's go. P- pretend like every team is Virginia and beat the hell out of them. How about that? Except for Vermont, we don't yeah. want you to beat Vermont. Um, bowl, bowl. I haven't had a chance to see Bowl Bowl yet. Uh, Oregon beat Syracuse. I did not see that game. I think that was a Madison Square Garden or somewhere close. Uh, I want to see Bowl Bowl. He sounds like the like the real deal. Yes. Yep. Minute Bowl's kid. Uh, let's see anything else from today. Oh, uh, Florida Gulf Coast lost to Toledo. So is there? There's a chance. That... Wow, they could play. God damn! <laughs> if they both win tomorrow, they'll play again. Uh, SDSU plays UTSA, Texas San Antonio. I don't play know. For so. Uh, the UTSA loss to UC Irvine. That's not a bad loss, but that was 65-56. to 56. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Auburn beat Xavier. They are in the Maui uh, Invitational in overtime, 88-79. to 79. Um, Is that a... How good do we think Xavier... So maybe in the grand scheme of things here, with Villanova looking uh, they had a bad week i'm not i'm not ready to say like oh villanova's not making the tournament at all but maybe this villanova team just isn't that good this year and remember they were replacing almost essentially everyone from last year's yeah. team so this might be a, a transition year for jay wright and company you know playing some younger guys and whatnot maybe they're just Aren't ready for it. Xavier lost Chris Mack, their head coach. I mean, uh, JP, JP Makura, he's no longer there. Uh, so our guy with the goggles as well, uh, Steinbeck, is that, that the guy? He, he's been gone for a couple years now. But maybe, so Xavier's not maybe as good as they have been in previous years. Who the hell is the team to beat in the Big East? I mean, Georgetown had a big win over Illinois last week. The team that I picked to reach the final four. Oh yeah, Marquette. <laughs> they got their ass kicked by Indiana, but 
you know, they'll, they'll be fine. You know, you know, Villanova's dominated back to the conference for, for, for quite some time. So, you know, yeah, Georgetown to the mix. You had the other teams you mentioned, Marquette. And it should be an interesting, uh, interesting Big East for once. Yeah, so uh, plenty going on there. Of course, we'll be talking more college basketball throughout the the time. But uh, again, we are I mean, going. Auburn, I mean, people say Auburn is the real deal. I'm watching this game tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Auburn and Duke. I'm going to watch that. See what that happens. Uh, and Tennessee, another team that people say is the real deal. I am very. Uh, this is, this is, there's a, a is it a Greg Williams? There's some guy, some guy there who's a uh, who's very good. So. Um, so Tennessee's certainly also, a team to watch. Marquette and uh, Kansas uh, Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday Marquette at Kansas, and then uh, Duke and Gonzaga. So uh, it's been a slow start to the year, but I mean Wednesday. Watch those games, please. Marquette and Kansas, followed by Duke and Auburn. Fantastic. I mean, that's our, yeah, Gonzaga Duke. So there you go. All right, so yes, and this is all stemming again. We are going to the final four, uh, and who have you told? Who have you told? I, I've told a lot of people now here. I have not posted it on Facebook as you as you know here. That will be coming here in the next, uh, I would say, day or so. We've just had a they need some time to process it. Still haven't really gone through the, you know the happy birthday comments and all that that jazz yet. So it will there will be something coming here, so uh, you can expect that you will be tagged in. In a uh, a post, I will try and not make it sappy. Uh, but as you had, had asked, you, you you were making a bet with Kelsey that perhaps I would be shedding some tears and cry. Yeah. Um, not that has not happened yet. Again, though, I cannot guarantee that that will not happen at some point. Though I will try and make sure that that happens before April sixth. Let me see what she sent me. What did she send me here? When was? She mentioned it like something. Let's go back to the original. She knows I can year. get very sentimental about this stuff. I know the final four, of the NCAA tournament. That's that's the deal here. All right, da da da. I asked her to do the radio show three years ago. Bop bop bop. Do do do. Da da da. She looked into it. Do do do. Hey, Travis, wondering, are you thinking of going to the Final Four in Minneapolis this spring? I'm looking at ticket prices for Nathan, but wondering if you're thinking of going, and if so, what day? I said, oh, yeah, that would be nice. Uh, yeah, then we went back and forth and kind of said, okay, well, I mean, we kind of like that, just doing semifinals, if we're going to do one of them, do that. And, um, yeah, so she, she, uh, she knew that you would like that. Yes. Oh, yes, she did. Um, it definitely is on the sports bucket list. So we're going to have a great time there. Again, Minneapolis 2019 Final Four. Um, get excited. Very interesting logo. Do you like the logo for the Final Four this year? Uh, I think I've seen it. I don't know what it looks like off the top of my head. It, so it's, oh, it, it, it's got like the... Get your, you can tell it's the top of the U.S. Bank Stadium. You know, the, the pointing edge... You know, it juts out here, and there's some pine trees in there, so it's got that northern feel oh, yeah, to I it. Oh, like that. So, it, it looks, I, like the, uh, looks like the Timberwolves or whatever. Yeah. yeah that's good. It, it appears um, like there's a twinkling star, a few of them, but there's one big one, so it's kind of like the north star. So, um, yeah. Get get on board, folks. Get on board. And get, get, get 
never too late to get your stack and bracket challenge money in. Yes, and, sir. Uh, brackets as well yes 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 uh uh and plus i think that's legal now right well it depends on uh what part of the uh states you uh, you reside in and yeah. probably not where we i will probably get a p.o box in mississippi then <laughs> good. good all right uh college uh co- uh d- yeah because we're i'm gonna shove the vikings off for a moment here oh um college football uh, UCF wins. That's great. Uh, I'm very pissed off at West Virginia for blowing a lead to Texas and or uh, to Oklahoma State, excuse me, and destroying my hopes of them crashing the party and making it to the college football playoff. Uh, I don't know if they'll beat Oklahoma. I don't know how you know upbeat they will be for Oklahoma now after this loss, knowing that there is no chance that they get into the college football playoff. But uh, I don't know. Did you watch this game? How much of it did you see? Uh, also, like anything else, like Notre Dame beat the hell out of Syracuse. They hopefully shut Stephen A. Smith the hell up for a few minutes at least. Uh, what what did you see? I did see, uh, I thought it was the best game of the day that the West Virginia, at least the best finish, West Virginia, Oklahoma State. Um what happened with the pick stack? And you were comfortably ahead. I know. Comfortably ahead. And now this thing is going to come down to the last damn week here. Yeah, so uh, if I may, well, so yeah. What 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 do we, obviously I want to sweep the table. I want to get the weekly picks yeah. in here. Um, yes. I, I want to get, I want to claim victory pick. there. I, I do think the conference uh, picks. Got that wrapped up, I think. They do carry a little more clout as far as I'm concerned. But the weekly picks, I made these picks early in the week, and I was going to change a couple of them. Let me see what which ones I would have would have changed here. Um, I think I may have chi- I would have switched uh, Tennessee to Missouri. Uh, I might have switched uh, Minnesota to Northwestern, but I really thought they had a chance there. Uh, and to be honest with you here. West Virginia and Purdue should have won. So, in in all honesty, I think I would have had two more picks. And of course, I picked with my heart with Virginia Tech here. So now, though, I am I'm kind of you know, do I switch you know West Virginia to Oklahoma here this week? Um, I I I feel fairly confident here, but I got I got to fend off Schottenkirk here. What 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 is he at? Uh, is is he at eighty? Me and him are tied. Oh my God. Uh, and how many games right now do we disagree on? Let's see. Uh, one of them, I think. Uh, one would be Boise State and Utah State and Ohio State and Michigan. Those yeah. Are, oh, and he's got Texas A&M, uh, I have LSU. So, holy shit! Uh, this uh, this would be a this would be a bad collapse. I'm not going to lie, but um, at least I should have the conference picks wrapped up. What is the tiebreaker for three people? I don't know. Um, pick a pick a random week and see who has the most. The difference uh, the difference in the conference picks is that you, I think, have, have only had one Big Ten loss. Meanwhile, Schottenberg's gone five and six in the Big Ten. Yes, that was that the difference. That yep. is the difference. Yep. Um, I have two losses in the Big Ten. Uh, one loss in the SEC, uh, but he has uh, one loss as well. So, um. 
Yeah, he, well, there's one team that you picked that's only won like UConn. UConn has yeah. won once all year. Yep. The week you picked them against Rhode Island. Yep. Yep, and I had to I had to hang on for dear life. That was a seven point win for UConn. There, I was lucky to survive that one. Uh, UConn, nobody talks about them because why the hell would you? But UConn, really one of the worst teams we've seen. I believe they set the new record for most yards given up per game. They're giving up like six hundred yards a game. Uh, a Kansas team a few years ago had the old record, but um, they've obliterated that record. So this UConn team, one and eleven after Saturday, really one of the worst teams, at least defensively. They probably ever. I mean, they've given up more yards than anybody's ever given up. Here's the deal as well. I got lucky because I picked some of the more some of the bad um, non-power five teams or the, some of the mid majors early on in this season. I mean, if you look at the the first three weeks, San Jose State, Charlotte, Georgia Southern's good, Middle Tennessee State not great, but they're fine. Kent State's terrible. Texas State is terrible. Coastal Carolina, eh? FIU is good. UConn sucks. Those that those those first three weeks, I went eight and one. I mean, that's that kind of set the tone because then I, you know, as the season progressed, I was able to hold on to the Boise States, the Central Floridas, the Armies, the Notre Dames until late. So I had those kind of on lockdown. That that was that was fortunately my saving grace. I think this week, last week for because what conference title games are next week? Yes. So, I think this last week for the, the, the normal picks here. But this was, the, I mean, I had to scrape the bottom of the barrel. I had just enough teams left to pick three that I feel good about. If I had to pick next week, it probably would not have gone well. No, no. Uh, agreed. Um, speaking of next week, uh, Petty Virginia Tech is playing Marshall. That's assuming they beat uh, Virginia, which we can only hope to hell that they do. But uh, it's been a bad year for Virginia Tech. Been a bad year for Florida State. Been a bad year for USC. How the hell do you lose to UCLA as bad as they did? And I'll buy as bad. I mean, what, it was a seven-point game. But still, uh, USC's better than that. Not, not a good team. I would say uh, USC, not a good team. The quarterback is JT Daniels. He's a freshman, but I don't know. Doesn't show me anything. I mean, a little that I see him. Seems like an average dude to me. We'll see if he gets better. Uh, yeah, when USC, what are they going to finish? Five and seven? Yes. They're not making a bowl game. I, I would hope no, not. It, so. it, the only way they do is if they beat Notre Dame, and that does not look like that's going to happen at all. No, uh, there was a call. That was another great, great finish in that game. There was a call late in that game. JT Daniels leading USC down uh, ended up not scoring. Um, but there was a play with about a minute left near midfield. Like a third and one, he scrambles for the first down. He gets to the 37. Um, they call it a first down. It was somehow challenged. And they backed him up to the 39 and said he did not get the first down even though he was clearly past the 38-yard line. He was a full six feet ahead of where he needed to be. He wasn't down. The only thing I can think of is they called him down when he started to go down, even though he was when he started to go down. It was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. They were literally two yards away from where he should have been. 
They ended up getting the first down on fourth and one. But it was an atrocious call. I've never seen a call that bad where they were literally two yards off. And if you watch it, I can't see any justification of, of what they saw. I have no idea what they saw. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that that does not sound good at all. Cornerback um, for Oklahoma State, he can run around a little bit, big son of a gun. Uh, good for him, I and mean, he's been there a long time. This is his only chance to start, and he's done well. So uh, that was an exciting finish, great comeback for Oklahoma State. The one, okay, I mean, Texas is head and shoulders better than everyone in that conference headed into next year, right? I mean, we don't know what the quarterback situation is at Oklahoma, but West Virginia obviously won't have Will Greer. Uh, Oklahoma won't have Kyler Murray. Uh, TCU doesn't look great. Baylor, no. Texas Tech, no thank you. I mean, Texas is the clear front runner in that division. Uh, and I'm already going to claim it. I'm picking them for the playoff next year. Here's the only thing I know, Stack, and there's only one coach in that conference. That's won a national title, and he's at Kansas. That is so true, and that is Les Miles. Uh, I'm gonna what talk. The hell is, I'm gonna what ask. In the hell is this? I don't know. I'm gonna ask Charlie this when he when he joins me here in a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, it, I I like the move for Kansas because it's a big name. It's a national champion. Like it shows that at least Kansas is trying to put together a competent football team here. However, and I think Charlie will agree with this here, the the style that he wants to run or that he ran at LSU, you know, running and, you know, defense, that is not what the Big 12 is all about. The Big 12 is all about no defense and let's just throw, 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 throw uh, with our quarterbacks and score 60 to 70 points a game. That's not something Les Miles does. Do you think his brand of football will be able to work at Kansas? What is he? He's a defensive coach, right? Right. Miles, he was at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's not shy about throwing the ball around. So he did that there. They threw it around a little bit. So he's familiar with the Big 12. Um, is that what he's going to do? Kind of like uh, he did at LSU? Because that would be obviously not recommended. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know what his name is going to be like. Was it Oklahoma State? Uh, Kansas does not look awful this year. They won three games. Uh, could have won a fourth or a fifth, so they're not terrible. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, that's that's interesting. I assume he'll get them to a bowl game at least that much. So yeah, I, I don't know what he's going to do. As far as uh, maybe it'll work. Maybe he'll do something different. Maybe it'll work. Who is, knows? Maybe he'll get the defense better. Who knows? Is Kansas going to beat Texas for the second time in three years this weekend? No. No? Okay. Uh, apparently, Bevo, the uh, Texas mascot, won't be allowed on the field against Kansas. That's what uh, Kansas has ruled. They have a rule prohibiting Kansas? live mascots. Well, screw them. They suck. <laughs> so it's Texas, Oklahoma then? In, this, in the Big 12 title game? Well, let, uh, let's assume that West Virginia wins. Wouldn't West Virginia be getting in then? Is that, is that the way it works? I don't know. I think West, West Virginia, Virginia would get... Wins and in? Yeah, I, th- I think it would be West Virginia, Oklahoma if West Virginia wins. If not... I prefer, we'll see what this uh, game this week uh, looks like, but I maybe prefer to see Texas-Oklahoma again. I missed it the first time around. I'd like to see that again because that looked like a great game. 
What rivalry game are you most excited to see? Michigan-Ohio State. Do you think... Ohio State should have lost to Maryland, first off. Uh, Michigan didn't look great. Ohio State is a home underdog. If Ohio State beats Michigan and Washington State takes down Washington, does does Washington State get in? Assuming they beat Utah then in the Pac-12 championship game. Charlie tweeted out that he thinks Washington State should get some consideration here for this playoff. Um, I think Oklahoma is the team. If so, if Oklahoma though doesn't win out, like obviously they get a second loss. Yeah. Um. So if it's your, so you're saying between Washington State, Pac-12 champ versus Ohio State. Big Ten champion. Essentially, yes. Right, yep. Right now, that's the that's the one. Washington State is seven. Ohio State is ten. Who's Washington State playing? Utah in the Pac-12 title game. If they make that, yes. I think it all depends on what they do after this week. If Ohio State beats Michigan, do they jump Washington State? Because I don't see how you can how Ohio State can jump Washington State by beating Northwestern. If they're going to jump Washington State, they need to do it this week. Yep. I don't I don't see how you can justify, if you're not going to jump them this week, I don't know how you can jump them next week. And truth be told, so we're recording this obviously before the college football playoff rankings are unveiled, which are unveiled Tuesday nights. Um, They'll be the same week. Do you think that, no, the same four, yes, absolutely. But will Ohio State drop it all because of that close win against Maryland? They certainly they won't. They shouldn't climb were, at all. If they were called Central Florida, they would. Central Florida is up to what? Eleven. But they will. They'll yeah. climb up because of the West Virginia loss. I'm looking at the wrong poll here. So now West Virginia's at seven. Ohio State's at ten. And, uh, West Virginia. Are these already out? What is this? Wait, what do what what what? This isn't out already. It's on Tuesday, right? Yes. 10, 11, 12. I got West Virginia here. At Twelve. That's eight people. All right. Um. College football playoff rankings. Give me these, damn it. Okay, right either. I don't like. It. Um. I think Ohio State would get in because they're Ohio State. LSU's at eight and two. I mean, LSU right now is the head of Washington State. I assume Washington State Conference winner would jump them. LSU is, um, LSU is at seven. Well, that sucks. I mean, they should not get in, but I think Ohio State would get in over Washington State because of the Michigan win. Telling you right now, this Rams-Chiefs game is living up to the hype. It's 23-23 going in half. There you go. So... So that's big there. So looking forward to the college football weekend. Uh, should mention FCS playoffs are beginning here this week. And uh, NDSU, to no one's surprise, is the one seed. Uh, SDSU is the five seed. So once again, in order to get to Frisco, unlike last year, I guess, 
if the Jackrabbits want to get to Frisco, they will have to go through NDSU, as so, ha so often happens for them. Uh, this Pierre Strong Jr. is very good. He ran for over 250 yards against the USD. He's only a freshman, so that's big. Um, did you see Matt Zimmer's tweet at all from the Argus leader? Is it about the bracket? It is about the bracket and about a potential conspiracy theory. Everybody hates the bracket every year. I don't know enough about it. I haven't followed it close enough to uh, have an opinion on the bracket. Amanda is obviously the one. I guess TSU is a five. I think everybody thinks that's fair. I think Zimmer said they'd be better off with like, what, a six or an eight, or the worst thing they could have done was be an eight seed. I don't, I mean, I, I look at it, I don't see any problems. What Northern Iowa was the other team that got in in, what, six and five? Yeah, poor yeah, Indiana, Indiana State got left State. out. Yeah, Indiana State got left out. Like, they say, like, the NDSU bracket is tough. They're trying to, the conspiracy theory is they're trying to knock NDSU off. Mm -hmm. But I look at the bracket, and I'm like, ooh, the fuck's beating them. Sure as hell is the NDSU, uh, whether I got to play James Madison maybe in a week or two. Yeah. I don't think James Madison's beating them, and they got to play, what, the eight-seed Colgate? I don't think it's going to be Colgate to end to end the run here. You know, Colgate though didn't give up a touchdown throughout the like the entire month of October. Oh, who were they playing here? I mean, for Christ's sake. I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I didn't say they were playing great opponents, but I mean, that's still impressive. I, I don't think <clears throat> who. I mean, I heard you no know, NDSU's got this tough bracket. One how. And what else? What else are people complaining about here? Are they? I don't know. Yeah, I. Well, I, I mean, people uh, they want like uh, you know the conferences. This year, the Missouri Valley was wasn't worth a damn. And they're they're worried about there were certain teams on one side of the bracket, like what James Madison, SDSU, NDSU, all in the same uh, top half, which is fine. James Madison lost three games; they weren't worthy of the seed. Um. It's, again, North Dakota State or the field. I'll take the field just because it's 23 other teams. And I don't know who Wofford or who Weber State, who I don't know in the bottom half of that bracket is worth a damn. So I, I, I don't know. So uh, we'll see what happens there. I, do, I will give SDSU a puncher's chance to beat North Dakota State if, they, if the two meet up. But, um... Yeah, SCS playoffs. And if they reach the they reach the semifinals again, hell of an accomplishment. Yeah. Yes, it will. And this is a young team. You know, obviously Taryn Christian is a senior, but uh, you know, Kate Johnson's really good. Uh Chris, is Christian Roseboom only a, a junior linebacker? I think uh I think that's the case. I mean, he's you know, this defense has played a lot better. This is the best defense we've seen SDSU play in a long time, right? And, yeah, they had a few hiccups. That Indiana State game was not great. Um, I mean, it's the, the running back, I mean, he looks like the real deal here after only a couple of games. So, Chris, are you going to get another guy that just dominates like that? I'll, I'll do a – we'll see who the quarterback is. I think uh, we know who the quarterback is next year, this uh, redshirt freshman uh, from Chicago, I think he is. Mm -hmm. So I'll be interested to see what he can do. And uh, the the, running, the receivers are good. 
And uh, just statistically, they've had the best quarterback the conference has ever seen, the best tight end, the best running back, and the best receiver here on the past five years. So that's that's very good. From one team in a five-year period to have the best statistical players at those positions, touchdowns and yards, that's good. So we'll see what happens there in the FCS playoffs. The crowds are going to be atrocious. The crowd next week is going to be atrocious. I asked, just... I asked someone this. I, I work with a, you know, in at Discovery Benefits. Um, there's a there's another a Jackrabbit fan there. We're one of the we're one of the only two Jackrabbit fans I think uh, at in the company. I think the only two. I asked him, who has the bigger crowd next week? Jackrabbit fans at US Bank Stadium for SDSU UNI or at the playoff game because they're going to be on the same day. So uh I will I do we even think 10,000 fans will show up for that game, that playoff game? Oh, oh no way. 5,000. 5,000. I think that's what I said last year. If the weather is you know, I mean there were 110,000 people for USD last week. That was the lowest in Division 1. They've never had a crowd that low for the you know four or five times they played USD. How how big how big was the crowd again? It was under ten thousand, maybe eight or nine. It was under. Never been that low for USD these past couple of years. Last week it went a little low. Or last year it went a little low. I think there's even another crowd of five thousand, especially if it's like thirty degrees or under. And they're playing Duquesne, for Christ's sake. Nobody's going to. Didn't they play Duquesne a few years ago in the regular season? Yes. Yes, uh, they did. I thought I'm like 5,000 people, and then that basketball game doesn't help. I'm thinking 5,000. Here's the thing about it. Montana, Montana State played. They almost had 20,000. It, it's just, you know, it just it's an every year thing. It's so disappointing every year this happens. After Hobo Day, November... People could show up. It makes you wonder why there's not a retractable roof on the stadium. Or a roof, uh, a fixed roof, think, a fixed roof in general. I don't I mean, that's a lot of money right there. Um, I'm fine with it being outdoors. Like, it's just the people that, you're never going to get teams better than this. They're playing for a national title, for God's sakes. They're a top five team. And people don't care enough to show up. It's like, Jesus Christ, you can get 15000 on a normal uh, September, mm-hmm. but you can't get a third of that for a game that means a whole hell of a lot more than the Serial Bowl against Young Sound State for Christ. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I agree. That's disappointing. It's disappointing. It is. Nope, I, I, I completely agree there. Uh, it would be nice to see that. So, I mean, we know what kind of support they get at the Summit League tournament, you know, for the men's and women's basketball team. And they'll get twice the crowd for a basketball game in March and they will for a football game in November. Yeah, that's that's not good. But No. I don't, I don't think it's gonna change. That's just the way it, it, it just is. It yep. sucks. It does. It does. Um Vikings lose to the Bears. I wasn't surprised. Uh the Vikings in prime time are poopy. They're about as useful in prime time as a poopy flavored lollipop. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, Krins. Uh I don't, I don't know. Kirk Cousins wasn't great. Running game sucked. Uh, they, they came unglued a little bit with some turn, uh, some 
costly, you know, 15 yard, you know, personal foul penalties. They gave up more third down conversions than they should have. Uh, it makes this game. It, I think they're going to still beat the Packers this next week, but oh, yes. Oh, yes. but that I mean that's a must win for them because you need to be six four and one. If you lose to the Patriots, fine, but you need to go two and one down in this next three game stretch here against Green Bay, New England, and Seattle. You got to win at least two of them because the final three games, home to Miami, at Detroit, home to Chicago, are winnable, very winnable games. Um, but but something's got to happen here. Uh, I I don't know what, but uh, I Mike Zimmer is ticked. He said I don't know if they're listening. I don't know if they just don't care. Um, so so not a good situation right now what going on with the Vikings. What, what any specifics? What what is he mad about? I think he was mad about the turnovers in part, and maybe it was just the effort involved in total. I mean, we thought we they would lose this game. I watched the first half, and I'm like, that, that's enough football for me today. I don't need to watch any more of this shit. So I turn it back, and the first thing I see is pick six. I'm like, all right, it's quarter to ten. So it's your fault that Kirk Cousins threw that pick six. Oh, no, no. And I saw <laughs> that, and I'm like, it's it's time for bed, folks. It's time to down for old bed. Uh, I've seen enough, and I see what it was, 25-20. Uh, good job going for two when they did. Well, yep. I like that. Uh, like that a lot. So are we talking the Vikings uh, or the Bears? Because the Bears went for it twice. The Bears. I didn't see the Vikings do it. The Bears. Okay. Um, I like that uh, when when they didn't have to. And you know, kind of made a you know, kind of a five point game from a three point game. Huh. Um, I didn't see the second half. So I don't know what happened. Um, well, their kicker Cody Parkey made all three of his field goals a week after he missed all. You know, he missed four kicks, two extra points, two field goals off the uprights. I know Mason Crosby missed in week two, but it just seems like no field goal kicker misses against the Vikings. I think the Vikings at nine wins will be fine. Mm-hmm. I get, get that five nine. seed. The Panthers are falling right now. They're slipping hardcore. Um, I think there's a good chance that the Vikings can get that five seed, and that's the one that I want. You know, Washington, obviously... Uh, not in a good spot right now after that gruesome injury to Alex Smith. I don't know if you saw that at all, uh, but yeah. immediately, you know, there's talk about Joe Theismann, and Joe Theismann actually said this looks, you know, eerily similar to what I had, you know, the same. And the numbers were very similar. I think they both happened on November 18th. If, uh, it was the same day, it was the same score, it was the same injury to the same part of the body. It was the third sack of the game. All of these things that happened were were weird. That's uncanny. Like that. D- that that makes you believe in a li- like divine intervention or something it like that. It's a weird, weird thing that happened. Um, so if they lose two, if they lose to Seattle and New England, I think they're fine. Uh, I think they run the table here at the end of the year. I think they beat uh, Miami, Detroit, and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy Frank. Okay, good. If you look at his numbers, and this is the first time I've seen him play this year, uh, you look at his numbers and they look very good. A lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards, not a ton of turnovers. I see this fool trying to throw a fucking football. And he had a couple of good throws. He did. He had a couple of good throws on the run. And then he throws and he runs He you know, runs more than anybody because he can't throw. But I, I look at his, I looked at his stats after a while. He was like 15 of 21 for 115 yards, 
And I'm like, fuck this guy. What is uh, that? Well, so... 15 it, of 21 it, for 114 yards. It shouldn't have even been... Tell this guy to get the hell out of here. It, it shouldn't have even been that good. That's in large part because the Viking defense uh, secondary wasn't playing great. I will give uh, Trubisky credit, though. And I, I called him Mitch in the in the blog today because he... Damn you. I know his final numbers for I, Christ's I know, sake. I know. I, he beat the Vikings, and it was, he was in large part the reason why. Because if you looked at those, some of those plays, though, that he extended, that he was able, you know, he picked up yards on the ground. The Vikings, I don't believe, got a sack on him. So, and that speaks to... They got one. They got one. They got one. Okay. That speaks, though, to his overall ability to, you know, his mobility, you know, escaping the pocket... And the Vikings, quite frankly, should have gone. Like, Harrison Smith got juked by it. Was it by Trubisky or was it maybe by Cohen? Maybe it was Cohen. Um, but either way, Trubisky was able to, to, you know, maneuver around several Vikings. And that just normally doesn't happen to this Vikings defense. So I will give him credit for that. I agree with you. I mean, some of the passes, like the two interceptions that, or the one interception to Anthony Harris, I mean, he's just sitting there. Just waiting for that interception. I didn't see the second one. The second one worse? The second one, far worse. Far worse. (laughs) uh, The wide receiver stops, and he just throws it, and Anthony Harris is just sitting right over the top. And it it goes right to him. I mean, it was just... It was easy. It was just... I couldn't believe it. The first one, I mean, there's three guys. Three on one coverage. He throws into that mess. Anthony Harris made a great play. Made a great catch that I think... Zendayo sure as hell wouldn't have made it. So good for Harris uh, getting a couple interceptions. Riley Reese just got manhandled. That was embarrassing. It was, that but that is against Khalil Mack. Let's. It but, it, but you, I mean, we know. I mean, you gotta help him. Right. For Christ's sake, you gotta help this guy. That should not happen. Yeah. That right. should so, not happen. So that's that goes then on the coaching staff. That doesn't necessarily yeah. go against Riley Reese. I mean, yes, he had a bad night, but I mean. The only player that I think could stop Khalil Mack at this point was Joe Thomas in his prime. I mean, Khalil Mack is just insane. He's playing very well at the moment, I'm sure, when defensive player of the year. Don't forget MVP votes. Uh, but Mitch threw for 165 yards. It's not good. He had 200. I mean, he, 10 carries for 43. That was good. He threw the ball 31 times. He had 165 yards. That's bad. Not good. The running game was non-existent again. Vikings didn't even attempt to run the goddamn ball after the first quarter or first half. It was just a waste of goddamn time. Diggs, Jesus Christ, look at these stats. Goddamn. 126 and 13 catches for Diggs. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He, he Robin, was... Robinson caught a touchdown, of course. Why the hell wouldn't Aldrick Robinson? Aldrick Robinson's good. He's going to make the team this year or next year. He better anyway. Okay. He, he, he's be, he's yeah, better than Treadwell. Treadwell was done. I'm fine with DV. What Amir Abdul play? That's something else. Uh, the 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 pick six that Cousins threw. That that was that was intended for Treadwell, and it was a bad. I don't. It was a slightly bad route, but he's throwing it into like double coverage. Why are you throwing it to Treadwell in that situation? Throw it to Rudolph or someone. Someone else. I like the quarterback. He just these turnovers happen at bad times. They're gonna happen, but they lead to touchdowns. 
Saints game led to a touchdown. Uh, pick six against the Bears. When he and the fumbles. When he turns, he's good. But you all you're always sitting there saying, "All right, when's he going to cough it up?" And he's fine. He's a good quarterback. He's the best option they have right now. They're not going to get anybody better. You're not winning a Super Bowl with this guy. Go like ten and six and win a division and maybe a playoff game, but. Like, Kirk Cousins is the Vikings. Yes. Like, he is the Vikings. He's good enough, but when it comes down to, I mean, he dueled one-on-one with Rodgers and pretty much won that game. That was a tie. I mean, yeah, that was impressive. And some of the the throws he can make are unbelievable. But then it comes down to it. It's like, well, you know, I think he's something like 5-22 and against plus 500 teams. He's 0 three this year. That's Matt Stafford type level stuff. So, and he's also four he's and twelve good. and uh, sixteen primetime games. Yeah, I mean the primetime games are because I mean they're playing good teams. They're playing the Bears. Yeah. They're playing. I mean they're playing these, these teams. Although they'll win next week, I would hope to God. Yep. So, um, I mean he's good, but you know they need to find somebody better, whether it's drafting a guy or whoever. Um, He's good, and he'll be fine for these three years, but it just isn't good enough. Well, see, I never once thought that this season would be a Super Bowl type of season for them. I'm looking at next year and the year after as the as the years where they have a have a good shot there. Um, like this bear, I mean, this game it wasn't that close. It was twenty five to twenty, but it sure as hell wasn't that close. No, but Never it wasn't like they Never. were ever too far out of it. But the the offense just didn't give you reason to. I mean, they're driving in the first quarter. If Dalvin Cook doesn't fumble that football, I think it's a it completely changes the game. Defense completely stopped the Bears in the second half for the most part. Yep, they only gave up one touchdown the entire game. Uh, it was a five point game again. The turnovers. It, it was a game where I never thought they had a chance to win. But then you look at it and it's like, God damn, don't throw that pick six and you win the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, look, you got to play him again in the playoffs. You got to. If you got to play, I would love, you know, Washington, that does not appear to be happening. So if, if we got to play Dallas, then by all means, I, we know a lot of Dallas people and we would love to beat the fuck out of Dallas. And I have mm-hmm. no doubt that we would have beaten that shitty team right there. So uh, I would, again, I would love to play the winner of the East, whether it be Dallas, Washington, uh, Dallas would be fine as well. I would have a whole lot of fun beating shit out of them. As I'm sure you would as well. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. There's still some season left. I still have confidence here, but you got to beat Green Bay this week. You have to. This is the, the the loss to Chicago now now means this is a must-win for the Vikings. And I think Detroit's going to beat Chicago this week. I really do. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you can beat Seattle as well, you know, maybe you know, they'll do a deal where they lose to the lose to Green Bay, but they beat Seattle. Either way, go two and three. Or go well, one and two. Uh, I say go two and one. How about this? You have to go four and two the rest of the way. Yep. I'm fine with that. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit who you beat. I don't give a shit who you lose to. Lose to the Dolphins and the Lions. Beat everybody else. Whatever. Go four and two. Go nine, six, and one. Nine, six, and one gets you in. Yep. Yep, I, I would agree with that. So... Uh, we will see what happens there. Uh, 
quickly here. I don't have. I guess I don't have anything else apart from this Yankees trade. Uh, for uh, they trade for Seattle Mariners starting pitcher. Who is this? Is it Jimmy Paxson? Is that to James James Paxson? James Jimmy? Same damn thing. Um, now he came on kind of out of nowhere this year, if I recall correctly, right? I mean, this, this Paxton wasn't. Uh, he was very good this year, but he had just kind of recently found himself. So is this? How big of a trade is this? Do we think that Paxton is going to have the same stuff that he had in Seattle this year, next year with the Yankees, or is this maybe was he just a one-year kind of flash in the pan sort of guy? He always gets hurt, Stack, and he always gets hurt. That is his problem. He's 30 years old. He always gets hurt. This was his most innings he's ever pitched this year. And it was only 160. Uh, he always gets hurt. So, yeah, if he can put it together and stay healthy, they got themselves a good one. But uh, remains to be seen. Uh, I think this guy is a great candidate to be a guy who throws four or five innings at the most. Will that help him stay healthy? I don't know. Uh, but limit, I would limit his innings as much as possible uh, to not, you know, 20 starts a few years ago, then 24 last year, 28 this year. So he's getting better. He had a couple complete games this year. Um, a surprising move. Um, it kind of fills out the rotation. I assume they're going to move on from Sonny Gray, yep. whether he's in the bullpen or they get rid of him somehow. And Patrick Corbin, like of all the free agents, seems like Patrick Corbin to the Yankees is like the one that everybody's been saying is going to happen. So if that happens, you got Corbin and Paxton and CC. You got three lefties. You got Tanaka, Severino, five. That's a great rotation right there. But uh, they gave up Justice Sheffield, who uh, top, was up. Top-rated uh, lefty, apparently. Yeah, he he's on my fantasy baseball team here that I have. Ah. Uh, which minor leaguers, so I know Justice Sheffield. And he was up for a few innings last year. And uh, by all means, he would have been in the rotation this year. So uh, Seattle uh, Seattle apparently has said they're going to take a step back to take two steps forward. So it's, Seattle almost made the playoffs this year. They're apparently not attempting to make it this year. So, But this is a good trade for them long term, we think. I would say so, because this guy always gets hurt. He's 30 years old, so if you want to send him to the Yankees, that's good. You get their one of their top pitching prospects. Uh, he's a lefty. He, he can go in the rotation uh, next year. You can start him in the rotation day one, see how he does. Maybe we'll have to send him back down, but he is ready. He does not need to be in the minors anymore outside of struggling in the majors. So they got a guy who well, they got significantly younger, and uh, they got a couple other pieces, minor league guys, who knows what they're going to be. Apparently the Yankees called them on their shortstop, Gene Segura. Because Didi Gregorius has uh, an elbow, has had elbow surgery. Which is interesting. I mean, he'll be back in like a month or so after the season starts. And you got Machado out there. So I, I don't think the Yankees are getting Machado or Harper, which is fine. They don't need either of them. But, uh, you know, they're making a move. I expect them to sign Patrick Corbin. That might really be it for their big moves. But uh, yeah, surprising trade. I'd say good trade for both sides. 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Yankees. Uh, it's so surprising that the Yankees would make a move here and trade away prospects. This is like the '90s Yankees all over again. They they built the farm system up, Crins, to just tear it all down again. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. are we surprised? I'm not. No, that's what they kind of do. They've got a good farm system. So, anything else that you have? I really hope Washington State beats Washington. Yes. The Apple Cup is at stake. Mike Leach and Harbaugh are my favorite coaches. They're two completely different guys. Harbaugh's nuts. He lives and breathes football. Mike Leach, I don't think, takes it all that seriously. Uh, I see clips of his press conference. I think they're great. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they asked him last week about, you know, who would win in a fight between all the Pac-12 coaches. And he's up there breaking the goddamn thing down for two minutes, saying, I think this guy's good. This uh, Kyle Whittingham for Utah. He's oh, yes, who would win in the fight, yep. Did you, I mean, you, it, it seems like there's a clip every week from his weekly press conference of some stupid shit. Uh, there was one about Halloween candy, a couple. Uh, there was one about getting married that was just, I can't remember it now, but I, I remember it was just goddamn great. Yep. Uh, he's my favorite coach. He locked uh, Craig James' kid in his shit. I thought that was fucking <laughs> great. I thought it was great. I wish he would do it again. Um, I'm reading a book about it. How about lock Craig kid, James in there? Him and his kid and, kid and father, both assholes, do that. I thought it was great. Uh, I like him because these coaches take this so seriously. It's, it's ridiculous how seriously they take it. They showed them uh, in the game, wherever the hell they beat the hell out of uh, the, the other day. They, uh, I think it was Brock Heward or Damon Heward or whatever, Heward Brothers, the uh, commentator. The Brock Heward, yeah. And Mike, Mike Leach walks to work every day three and a half miles. And uh, Brock Heward made the walk with him um, three and a half miles. They're talking about random stuff. They're talking about the quarterback. Quarterback put the mustache on him there a couple weeks ago when they wanted to that. I mean, just everything about it. It's it's a guy. There were thirty thousand people. Uh, the town belongs in the middle of bumfuck Montana or North Dakota or South Dakota. It's in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Uh, it, it's ridiculous that they're even any good. He goes to Texas Tech, who's never been worth a damn. And what they're the number one team in the country with him. Uh, I, I love the guy. He's great. So badly want him to play. I, I like Michigan. But if it takes Michigan taking the dive again to get this guy in the playoffs, to get his ass kicked by Alabama, so be it. But uh, we want to see it. Yes, it's we not do. End well. It's not going to end well one way or the other. But we want to see it. And, I, and God God bless Mike Leach. I, yeah, amen. Amen. Uh, you, I've been on this Washington State band uh, yep. like for the last month here. I've been trying to push them in. Them and West Virginia. Uh, now that West Virginia has crapped the bed. Um, after that loss at Oklahoma State, I'm all on Washington State. Let's get them in. Let's get them in, Krenz. Uh Looking forward to this week college football. Uh, of course, uh, you know we'll be talking again next week. And uh, really, of course, though, looking forward to four and a half months. You and I at the Final Four in Minneapolis. You got that? You got some basketball games these last couple of days. Uh, Thanksgiving. You had a Thanksgiving already? I have. Yes. Oh, you yeah. have one coming up, I presume. Yes. What what do we got? We got normal shit 
the, every year. Yep, the normal stuff, the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the corn, uh, perhaps there's a green bean casserole coming up on Thursday, uh, the cranberries, uh, the, the for sure we need to get the rolls, the rolls are key. Um, uh, the pies, what app- are we having an well, of pies? I'm, I'm sure there will be apple and pumpkin, the pecan may make an appearance, don't know for sure on that. Uh, are you an apple or a pumpkin guy? I mean, both are good. Uh, I guess if given the choice, I guess I would go pumpkin. Ah. Between the two, I mean, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not firm on that. I, I don't care either way. Strawberry pie. I want to talk about pies? Oh, uh, you never see them. They're very rare. Oh, but strawberry pies. I mean, that's the the Rolls Royce of pies. And if I dare say. The world's best strawberry pie is at uh, Al's Oasis in Chamberlain, South Dakota. Well, that's what they say. People rave about it. I, um, yes. Yeah. Yep, without question. That's the best strawberry pie I've ever had. I mean, I worked at Perkins for a number of years, and we would have uh, strawberry pie. You know, this, it was one of the promotional stuff. And it was good, but Al's Oasis crushes it. I know you'll be selling the, the catalog, the 2018 Stack Attack blog in print form. You'll be in Chamberlain here for the holiday season. You'll be <laughs> in just by the river, all the ice fishermen there. So uh, if you want to pick up a copy, 365 pages of Stack Attack predictions and blogs and yep. posts and such. Yes. Oh, yeah, the the yearly, the, the 2018 year in review. Um, yes, and uh, we will strike up a deal to try and get some pie involved here. Uh, we have not gotten uh, the retail price on that yet, but um, rumor has it it's uh, roughly seven ninety nine. I'm rooting for you to win the Triple Crown or the Grand Slam or whatever the hell we're calling this thing. Uh, the bull pickers will have the final piece, so it'll be an interesting couple of weeks here. Um, Schottenkirk hates it, and that's why I love it. Um, so he we'll hates, see what happens. He hates what? The the bull pick him? The confidence point? Oh, he hates he he so you're winning everything. <laughs> well, winning you, the baseball, winning the college football. He takes it very seriously, as you know. Yes. And, uh, yeah. All right. Very good. Well, Krenz, again, thank you very much uh, for being a part of this uh this birthday present deal and uh, I'm looking forward to it and we have four and a half months to talk about it so uh, uh, plenty to do in between now and then but uh, we will talk to you next week have oh. a yes did you read the fine print the fine print um, fine print when uh, what what am I looking at here on the fine print you realize that if, because uh, the final four, that if um, a WrestleMania ever comes, you have to now go to that. Oh shit! Where is that saying? <laughs> well, that may not be that may, that may not be in your version of the ticket. Well, you question. know what? There, there's some. There's very small print, a couple of boxes with an X on this one page I'm looking yeah. at here. That's probably what yeah. that is. <laughs> that might be it. Not quite sure. I can't confirm that, but. I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing that page, too. That, that very well could be missed, missed in the mail. Well, Maybe I lost in the mail. Who knows? Well, I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving, my friend. And uh, uh, enjoy the, the long weekend if you have it, hopefully. Um, oh, how was volleyball last week? Mitchell finished fifth. Good enough. It was good. Broke bread with one of your close associates. 
as I mentioned before, uh, I saw the other associate of yours. I didn't he had, I saw him in the crowd. He looked like a dipshit as always with his leather jacket and helmet on, whatever the hell he's on his head. So we saw that. We saw, um, are you familiar with the guy with the knob on his head? Familiar with him at all? Maybe. He's a guy, uh, obviously mentally challenged, but he's always got this big knob on his head. I always see him. I always see him in Sioux Falls when I'm at these games. How he gets there, I don't know. Uh, but he's always there, so good for him. Good for him. Um, yep. It was good. Everything was good. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was volleyball. It was, it was good. Excellent. Well, like I say, have a happy Thanksgiving, my friend, and we will talk to you next week. All righty. We'll see you later. Travis Crins joined the Sports Block Podcast. And, again, the, the major thing is I we're going to the Final Four. Um I don't know how Kelsey did it. Um, well, I know how she did it, but um, I'm forever indebted to my wife now, and uh, and rightfully so. But um, yeah, I mean this is this is uh, good stuff. I just listen to this. I mean, we'll, we'll play this again. This is the NCAA music, a March Madness theme. You'll hear it on T TNT, TBS, True TV, CBS. Uh, once the tournament begins, so oh, copyright goes to them. But uh, this music just gets you going. I uh, can't wait for March Madness and the like there. So uh, looking forward to that. Thank you again to uh, my mom, my mother-in-law, Kelsey, and of course uh, Travis for uh, participating in this as well. Uh, we have more though to talk about here on this extended edition, uh, Thanksgiving week edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Coming up next, Charlie Hildebrand. Uh, from the Sioux City Journal, good friend, college football resident expert, talking more, plenty more about the, uh, the rivalry week here, uh, what happened last week, and what we can expect going forward here. That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, which can be now found on iTunes. Just search Sports Block. Also, follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken, Facebook Nathan Stacken. I have a link posted to the podcast, uh, middle to later part of each week. But coming up next, Charlie Hillebrand, more college football talk. Some NFL picks as well. It's all coming up here on the Sports Block Podcast. Uh, welcome back to the Sports Block Podcast here. Nathan Stacken, of course, alongside you with uh, Charlie Hildebrand from the Sioux City Journal. Kind enough to join us again for uh, back-to-back weeks here, Charlie. Uh, pleased to have you on. It's the final week of the regular season of college football. How excited are you? I'm excited. It's during Thanksgiving. Um, I get to go out of town, so I will have Saturday off so I can actually watch all the games the entire day on Saturday. Very good. You know, it's kind of bittersweet where it's the last full week of the season where everyone plays, and it just always seems like it goes by so fast. But, man, there's going to be some interesting games this weekend. So it's nice that it builds up to big stuff instead of like, oh, well, obviously – Week 9 was the best week of the season when everyone plays their rivals. Now let's all play FCS the last week of the year. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we get to, to week 13, let's go back uh, to week 12. And, I mean, I, I feel very bad that West Virginia could not hang on to beat Oklahoma State. Uh, this seemed like a, a golden opportunity that slipped away from the Mountaineers. 
Uh, I don't know how much of this game that you saw, but uh, that's a that's a very tough that's loss for us. Because oh. I had it on while I was at work, so I mean I didn't see every single snap. But I, other than the eleven o'clock game, mm-hmm. uh, this was basically the game I saw the most of. Other than the games at the the first time slot. What 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 happened to West Virginia there? It seems like Oklahoma State came. Obviously, their offense kind of came alive there, especially in the fourth quarter. That but but was it something that West Virginia? didn't do, or was it just everything that Oklahoma State did to help them get this win? I mean, honestly, I feel like this is one of those things where just because West Virginia is so much farther from everywhere else, where when you're going on the road late in the season in November, and like clearly it doesn't get cold, as cold in Stillwater as it does in North, you know, in Southeast South Dakota for me, or in Fargo for you. Mm-hmm. But it's still colder, it's late in the year, and I think it's just weird for them going on the road, and, and while, I mean, Oklahoma State's not great, they beat Texas mm-hmm. in Stillwater, so, I mean, I don't know, they, I mean, even though they're not having a great year, I think just Mike Gundy's a good coach, and it's just hard to keep winning your game. The bright side is, I think, that West Virginia still controls their own destiny, that if they beat Oklahoma, they're in the Big, Te- the Big 12 title game, but if they lose, they're, they're more than they're out, so... There's not any wiggle room anymore where maybe they can back their way in, but they they can still get in there, and if they win the Big 12 title game, I mean, obviously they're not going to go to the playoffs anymore unless absolute pandemonium happens. But, you know, you can still go to the Sugar Bowl, which, I mean, I'm trying to think the last year West Virginia was in a BCS Bowl. We're talking like, you know, 06, 07, somewhere in there. So, I mean, that would still be a, a good year. Yep, I think it was against Georgia too, if I recall correctly, um, or maybe it was right. It was was that the, during like the whole coal mine uh, disaster. There was a short time when when uh, Rich Rodriguez was there, and they had uh, gosh, I'm blanking on their names now. Pat White at quarterback and yep. Steve Slayton at running back. Mm-hmm. They played in two BCS games. One was Georgia. One was Oklahoma. I don't remember which one of those was first and which one was second. I know they won both of them, though. Both in, you know, upset. So, and I think one was 05 and one was 07, if I remember right. But I don't remember which order they were in. It just thinks that for West Virginia that they lose this game because I I think if they had beaten Oklahoma State and beat Oklahoma, then, you know, whatever happens in the Big 12 championship game, you'd have a shot at West Virginia getting in as an uh, as one of the four playoff teams just based on the wins stuff. So I'm disappointed in that. But there may be no other team that made as big a statement as Notre Dame did with their in complete beatdown of Syracuse. I don't know if you listened or heard at all, you know, Stephen A. Smith, you know, just way, railing on uh, you know Mike Golick and Notre Dame and and stuff, uh, saying that Syracuse would beat him. But oh my gosh, I this was just an epic beat. Did that happen? Yeah, I know that Syracuse quarterback Eric Dungy got hurt fairly early. But when you lose that badly, I don't think that that Dungy playing would. I mean, I don't think it would have been as ugly. But I still think they lose by double digits. So you know, yeah, I. Notre Dame's good. I mean, I think this is a – I feel like this team's better than the 2012 team that lost to Alabama in the national title game. I don't think they beat Alabama or Clemson, but 
I feel like they're probably going to beat USC next week. USC, who just gave up like 350 rushing yards and lost to UCLA. Mm-hmm. And if Notre Dame's 12 and 0, they're getting in. So I mean, I, this feels like Notre Dame's getting in. And if you don't like, if you like Notre Dame, you know, great, they're back in. You can be excited. If you don't like Notre Dame, they're probably not going to beat Clemson or Alabama, and they will almost certainly play one of those two teams first round right and you're going to say you know oh well Notre a team that uh, is undefeated you know or the team that makes the playoffs should be playing in a conference uh, championship game but sorry that's not the way this is going to work but yeah that was a great win for them uh you mentioned USC I don't know how you lose to UCLA but uh this I think just really almost seals the fate for Clay Helton <laughs> And not just lost, but like I, I saw this earlier tonight. Uh, we're recording on a Sunday, a little inside baseball while I was looking at Twitter, watching NFL games. But that US, UCLA had like 330 yards rushing and held USC to like 115. And if you get outrushed by 200 yards to a, even with the win on Saturday, a 3-8 and eight UCLA team, like yeah, that's not good if they're outrushing you by 200 yards in a game. They had some dude that had 40 carries for like 290 yards that I've never heard of from UCLA. So, I mean, good for him. Kudos. That's exciting. But, yeah, this is this does not bode well for USC. I, and even if they beat Notre Dame, they might still fire Helton, but you never want to be like, oh, well, we might, we're, we're only going to go to a bowl game if we can win our final game. Who is it? Oh, it's our biggest rival, and they're undefeated and ranked in the top five and probably going to the playoff and are really, really good this year. If somehow we got to find a way to win, I don't. I don't like their odds. No, I. I don't. I don't either. Did you hear what uh, Lee Corso said on College Game Day? Uh, I heard he dropped another four-letter expletive. That that happens. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Oh. Which you know. Is, is that what you're talking about? That, that was about? not what I was referring to. I was, I guess, referring to what he said about uh, Coach Bill Snyder at Kansas State and how uh, that Kansas State should allow Bill Snyder to coach as long as he wants. Uh, I mean, Kansas State has been bad this year. Uh, they they still have a chance to become bowl eligible, I believe. But um, it, do you agree with that statement? Because it, it's... It certainly has made some headlines and has left a few people scratching their heads. I mean, obviously, you have to look at, like, who's saying things and look at it from their perspective. You know, uh, Lee Corso, a former head coach. I know he's the head coach at Indiana. Maybe it's some other places still. Mm-hmm. They're always going to look at it from that perspective of, like, well, I got fired. You know, I wanted to keep coaching. This guy should keep doing it. And, like, I, I wish I could give you a better answer. I kind of have mixed feelings about Bill Snyder where, you know, like I think you can obviously point that things have been trending downward over the last three or four years. But he's literally the best coach they've ever had. And part of me at the same time is like, well, I mean, if he wants to keep coaching, I mean, are they worse than before he took it over in the late 80s? It's like, well, no, they're still better than that they're not you know on I don't know what it was they had like a a 30 game streak without a win in the 80s and along with Kansas were like the two worst teams in the country and Kansas generally hasn't gotten much better but I think even now Kansas State is so like begrudgingly if you're gonna if you force me to give an answer I do feel like if he wants to stay he should be able to just because I don't think any program is more one person, like currently that's coaching right now, than Kansas State is 
Bill Snyder. Sure. And I, it, I don't know. It's a real crazy thing. Is whenever he decides to retire, and, you know, hopefully he's not, he doesn't die while he's still coaching. But you know, allegedly he wants the son to take over, and then I'm sure that will be a large, you know, uh, point of interest from both the. Uh, the fan base and the coaching staff and the administration on who's going to take over after Bill Snyder is gone. Let's say in the, let's stay in the Sunflower State. Les Miles is now the new head coach at Kansas. Uh, what do we expect from that? Because I I love this because it's a big name. You know, Les Miles is a character in college football, but he's a good head football coach. So I'm glad that he's back in the game. If anyone can bring Kansas back to relevancy, I think it would be Les Miles. But maybe his shtick has run. Like, what what do we expect that Les Miles can do? Of course, not in year one, but just down the road. Can he make Kansas a competitive team again? I mean, it's possible. I don't think he's going to do it, though. I mean, I kind of like Les Miles. I don't think this is a good fit, though. I mean, like, I think from a football perspective, I don't think it's a good fit. Like, if you want people to, or if you want a guy to, like, talk to boosters and tell fun stories and interesting at press conferences. I think he can do all of that, but in terms of football stuff, I think to win at Kansas, you've just got to be able to go against the grain. And Even though what he did at LSU is sort of against the grain of what the Big 12 does, they just never were really all that good on offense, especially his last four or five years, and I just don't think with significantly less talent at LSU or than he had when he was at LSU, He's going to be able to turn his bunch of guys into kind of, you know, a, a ragtag group of, you know, like what Wisconsin or Iowa State is right now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's going to work. I, I, and, but I, I think he's better. Like, he cares so little about football and so much about basketball that maybe we should grade it on a curve. I don't love the less mile tire. But when you compare it to their previous hire, uh, David Beatty, who before head coaching that, or being the head coach of Kansas, was the receivers coach at Texas A&M. I think it's nice they at least got a guy with experience as a head coach who's won conference titles and a national title. And, you know, I I mean, if anything, I don't think he's going to go 0-12 next year, and I don't think he's probably going to have, you know, one win season, but I think he's probably going to top out at about three or four wins. Obviously... And they'll be back to where they are now. Obviously, the... the the coaching tactics are completely different. But I'm just going to ask you if you could compare Les Miles at Kansas here and this hiring to, like, let's say Chip Kelly and UCLA. You know, obviously it has not gone well for Chip Kelly in his first year at UCLA. But, uh, I mean, is it more his style? Like, is is Chip program kind of similar to you know Les Miles. Do you see any similarities there? Or am I way off base here? I kind of get what you're saying. I would say the biggest thing is I think Chip Kelly. I mean, not always, but in general, like he's been an innovator on offense, and what he did a decade ago isn't as big of a deal as it is now because a lot of people have caught up. But still, it's like he's changing what they do and doing things where basically. Nothing that LSU did under Les Miles has changed since he took over, and I think 05 was his first year. And I think he could win if he was at a school where he was, if he was in a similar spot where he was at LSU, where he could just get better players than virtually everyone else in the conference. 
if he could get more talented players than everyone except Oklahoma or Texas, I think it would work in the Big 12 at whatever school, if it, yeah, Kansas, if he could recruit that well. But he's going to recruit worse than everyone except maybe Kansas State and Iowa State. And I think doing what worked a decade ago that doesn't work necessarily as well now isn't going to work when everyone else is just going to be running up and down the field on their defense. Very, very fair point. Tell us from week 12 before we move on to week 13. Uh, my core Huskers won. That's four or five. Before they started their four or five streak, we don't talk about before that. That's not relevant. Field goal fest um, there in Lincoln on uh, Saturday against Sparty. Yeah, it was cold, but they found a way. Oh, no field or only field goals, no touchdowns. Right. They found a nice way to win. And then in terms of more important and relevant games on the national scale, because Nebraska is not all that important this year, I also wish that Maryland would have found a way to beat Ohio State and that, that, that kid, the backup quarterback, would have completed that two-point conversion yep. pass. And uh, uh, there was something else. There were two other things. One, I'm blanking on what it was. Um, I guess Texas beat Iowa State, so Iowa State's not going to the Big 12 title game. Texas is if they can beat Kansas. I think Texas, I don't think Kansas is going to beat Texas two times in three years. We can probably more or less lock that up. And then uh, I don't know if they are one of the four best teams in the country, but I like what Washington State's doing right now. That they, yep. I don't remember what it was at half. I think it was fifty-five to fourteen at halftime. They were beating Arizona. Yeah, they went like sixty-eight to twenty-nine. Up like a baby deal. And uh, yeah, they won handily. And if they beat Washington State next week, and then beat I think Utah in the Pac-12 title game. Like, I'm not saying that's enough that Washington State needs to be in, but if there's one or two upsets between now and then, I feel like we should seriously consider that they deserve or they warrant, like, at least strong consideration and not just do, like, the, oh, they're in the Pac-12, we didn't like them early in the year and they won games, but we are going to poo-poo that. Well, like, I'm not saying they need to be in, but, like, it should be like, no, like, even though what they do is different than what Alabama or Clemson or Michigan or Notre Dame do, they're really good and they at least warrant serious attention. Well, I, one one path that could work here is for Ohio State to beat Michigan and then Ohio State lose to Northwestern, the Big Ten championship game, and then Oklahoma lose to West Virginia, and that would you know eliminate two teams then, essentially three teams really, from the conversation, uh, I, I'd love to see Washington State in. And that might be enough. That might get Washington State in. Right, right. It, it certainly could. I'd love to see that there. Um, I mean, they, they do play Washington this week. It is in Pullman, so that is uh, certainly a big deal. That is uh, one of the big games uh, this weekend or this upcoming week here. It'll be on Friday. It's for the Apple Cup. Out of all of the rival rivalries the rivalry games this weekend what is your favorite mm, that's a good question it, it's an, I don't have one that's always my favorite it kind of ebbs and flows depending on how good games have been for a while it was Auburn and Alabama and the Iron though, Bowl? You know, Auburn won last yeah the Iron Bowl but even though Auburn won last year it's just been so heavily one-sided Alabama basically that I think Auburn's won three times since 2010. So, and I, I mean, I don't know if I can say Ohio State, Michigan, because Michigan's won like once 
since 2005. So you go away from those two, it, boy, I mean, those those are the two, even when they're not good, you that you pay attention to, no matter what. Um, I mean, we have, you know, of course, like the Apple Cup in, in Washington, uh, Indiana and North and uh, uh, Purdue. What do they play for? Some wooden barrel? Is that uh, is that I correct? A wooden keg. Wooden keg. Okay. Uh, you know, Paul Bunyan's axe for between Minnesota and Wisconsin, but Minnesota hasn't won that. I think what like fifteen years. So that and that ain't happening this year. Well, you know, Wisconsin's not having a typical Wisconsin year. They got four losses. I mean, I'm not saying your Gophers are gonna win. I think they've got a better shot this year than they've had a lot over. Or than many of the past ten. Speaking, so, of, oh, sorry. Like, let, let's put it this way: I, I, this weekend, I'm most intrigued with Michigan and Ohio State because they're going to both be ranked in the top, you know, seven or whatever in the college football playoff committee. I will be very interested in Washington, Washington State, and also just because both head coaches are different, and one team's having an okay year, but the other one's bad, and there's bold streaks on the line and they hate each other. I'm kind of intrigued from, like, a car accident. You can't look away from it with Florida and Florida State, mm-hmm. where Florida State has the longest ever consecutive bull streak. Uh, they broke Nebraska two or three years ago, and uh, they could get snapped this year. They, they, they came back and beat Boston College last week to keep their hopes alive, and now it's, if they beat Florida, they're in. If they don't beat Florida, they're out. So... I'm intrigued for that one. Speaking of Florida State, I'm going to take after my Hokies here. And uh, last year, I called out Florida State for being petty. And uh, st- yeah, I was going to ask you at some point about that. How you feel that your your Hokies may have to resort to or resort to the same shenanigans? Well, it sucks. Um, I mean, the, the the wheels have fallen off the track, and I don't know if it's because of the young defense and, you know, the amount of departures in the offseason, either due to, you know, the, the draft or, you know, suspensions, you know, violations, all sorts of things, or, you know, the, the Josh Jackson injury and Ryan Willis, the, the transfer from Kansas has not been, hasn't been terrible, but he's not been great, that's for sure. So, um, it, it sucks, so it's petty. Just beat Virginia. That that's first and foremost. Beat shitty Virginia, and then you know what? If you beat Marshall and go to a bowl game, I'm not gonna be happy about it. But at least you're going bowling. Um, it it sucks that they had to get a game canceled due to a hurricane and uh, scheduling this. I mean, what North Carolina State and uh, East Carolina, I believe, are playing. In a made-up game, or no, maybe you know it's Akron, I think, in uh, North Carolina State. Either way, yeah, um, the one we lost was West Virginia and NC State, which it'd be nice to have uh, that game right like, next week. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's petty. You know what? If, if Oklahoma beats West Virginia and West Virginia is not going, I know it won't happen, but I wish we could make a rule that they would play during conference title weekend. Right. That Yes, that would be nice. So, you know what? Just beat Virginia, and if you, you go to a bowl game, so be it. Uh, that's, I guess, again, assuming that they beat Marshall. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's stupid. Um, you know, it, it, it's petty, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I After having strong feelings against what Florida State did last year, at least they're scheduling a team that 
is somewhat good. I mean, who did Florida State schedule? Delaware State, if I recall correctly. So I mean, I don't remember, but it was somebody bad. Yeah, so at, at least Marshall's a fairly competent team, you know. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'd, I'd be hypocritical. I'd be hypocritical to say that I don't find it a little petty. Also, rivalry games this weekend. Uh, this is not historically one of my favorite, but it was great last year. And it could be interesting this year. I'm also intrigued for the war on I-4 between uh, Central Florida and South Florida. I think that might be a fun game, too. That could be. South Florida has fallen on some hard times. Central Florida with the big win last week with the whole nation watching. So that was, that was good. I mean, is Syracuse-Boston College a rivalry? Like, what are they playing for? I mean... I just look at some of these games, and it, it seems like the, you know, is, is I assume Georgia Southern, Georgia State is a rivalry because it's in-state. Um, but it, it feels like, the, in terms of the rivalry games, that some of them aren't, we, we aren't seeing as many of them this week as we have in years past because they've maybe played in previous weeks. Like, shouldn't Kansas, if you have a, if you have an in-state if, rival. I think Walsh is all screwed up because they don't want to play, they, they don't want to have, like, Oklahoma and Texas play two weeks in a row or Oklahoma and Oklahoma State play two weeks in a row. So they moved a lot of their rivalry games to earlier in the season. I think that's... So like, I feel like this is a no-brainer. Like, Kansas and Kansas State should play this week. Exactly. Um, Oklahoma Oklahoma State, I think, should still play this week. I guess that would leave, like, Texas and TCU. Yeah, but, but even I, that, I, I wanted to, like, deem a rival. Baylor because they're both private schools and they hate each other. So I guess that leaves Iowa State and West Virginia as the other one, but that would be better because I mean I think West Virginia and Oklahoma is an intriguing game and interesting, but certainly they're not like longtime rivals with a deep seated hatred for each other. Right. I mean, in Ohio State and Michigan always play the last week of the regular season. It would be nice one year for Michigan to play Michigan State the last week of the regular season. You know, play your in-state rival. I think that would be something that I would at least like to see. I'd like to also see Texas A&M play Texas again, even though they're in two separate conferences. But um, that could be nice. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we can get to the bowl game. That would be fun. Right. Right. So Friday, you know, a big slate of games. We have, I think, like 15 or 20 games here. Um, Really, the biggest one would be Oklahoma at West Virginia. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central on ESPN. And then Washington at... You don't think Nebraska-Iowa is the biggest game on Friday? I'm shocked. I'm I'm sorry, yes. Uh, Also, Arkansas-Missouri. I I overlooked that one. So my apologies there to the... uh, to the Razorback fans and the Tiger fans. Um, but, uh, yes, uh, Oregon, Oregon State, no, thank you. But, yeah, um, really, it's UCF, USF at 315, Oklahoma, West Virginia at 7, and then at 730, Washington, Washington State. The two night games have by far the biggest impl- the playoff implications on, on, uh, on Friday. Yeah, on Friday, definitely. And then Saturday. I think maybe the only game that has more period the whole weekend. I mean, other than, yeah, I mean, I get that Clemson and Alabama both play. But I think we feel confident in saying they're probably both going to win by double digits. Easily, yep. The the only other game with more, I think, is Ohio State and Michigan. I think that's the only one where literally both teams could make the playoff still. Exactly. Yep. And that's at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Time on Fox. 
So, the, yeah, the, and on Saturday, there are only two games pitting ranked teams against one another. No, three, excuse me. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Syracuse at Boston College, and then Utah State at Boise State. I forgot about that one. I keep forgetting about Utah State that they've only got that one loss to Michigan State in Week One, and they've won every game since then. Yeah, I mean, I th- this could. I feel bad that that wasn't a game like this weekend or the week before when there would have been like more eyes watching it because it's, I, I think it's probably unfortunately for their sake just going to get lost amongst all the games. Yes. No, I I would agree. Now the the one benefit to that is it is on ESPN. It is, you know, the the late game. So, how many people will be watching at, you know, midnight Eastern on Saturday? I don't know. But, uh, I mean, the ABC game is Notre Dame and USC, but Oklahoma State, TCU on Fox, that doesn't carry any intrigue. So, this Utah State-Boise State game will have quite a few eyes on it, I do believe. Probably, although it's worth noting if somehow in the middle of the third quarter Notre Dame's only up by a touchdown on USC. I think almost everybody in the country will be on that. Right, but that game is two hours before Boise State and Utah State. Sorry, I got stuff mixed up. No, no, that's fine. But, I mean, it's fair because we'll be paying more attention to Notre Dame-USC while Utah State and Boise State is starting. I mean, that game could be at halftime. Um, or very close to it by the time Notre Dame and USC ends. So we'll see what happens there. Um, so rivalry week here in college football. Uh, good stuff there. Uh, it is the final week then for Bull Bound, or uh, well, the final edition of the season of Bull Bound or not. It's it, it's come and gone in such a hurry. It's kind of sad, don't you think? It is kind of sad. The one thing, it is nice that I will not have to do as much addition in my head when you give me the scenarios as you do in, like, the middle of October where I'm counting with my fingers as you're listing off the games on which ones they're going to win and lose. Where now I only have to have one. I mean, there's only one game left, so it's going to be quite simple. Yes. Yes, it will. And uh, so I'm just going to go through a few ones, uh, a few games here. Um, Dealer's choice works for me. I mean, we're going to go with mainly, I mean, we're not going to cover every five and six team here because there are a lot of them, but there are more than uh, a few uh, big, you know, power five schools. We mentioned Virginia Tech at four and six. You know, they need to beat Virginia just to even have a shot at bowl eligibility because then they would still have to beat uh, Marshall. The week after. So I will start with my Hokies and I will ask you, Charlie Hildebrand, is Virginia Tech bull bound or not? My one question is the game in Blacksburg or is it in Charlotte? It is in Blacksburg. It does not seem like it really matters at all at this point, though, where it's at because uh, Virginia Tech stinks wherever they play. But it is in Blacksburg. It gives me a little bit of pause. If it was in Charlottesville, I was going to say it would be a slam dunk. Unfortunately, Zach, and I, I do think that Virginia is going to win this game. And your uh, I don't fault you at all for, for doing not, that. Not but. too many years recently where both my Cornhuskers and your Hokies won't be going to bowl games. That's not happened a lot in our lifetime. No, no, I don't it think isn't. it's ever happened. 
No, no, it has not. That's for sure. Uh, Florida State is five and six. They host Florida, number thirteen. Florida is Florida State going to be bull bound or not? Uh, I'm going to say that Florida State will be doing the Seminole chant until the Gator chomps their arms off. No, Florida Gators win. No bowl for the Knoll. Ugh, that's or the... no bowl if you like fun. Ha Well done. Well done there. Uh, USC is five and six. I'm just going to say that again in case David Schottenkirk wasn't listening. USC is five and six. Uh, are, are they they host Notre Dame. USC is not going to go to a bowl game by the sounds of it. But I will ask you anyway: Is USC bowl bound or not? I think the series of events that will happen: Notre Dame will beat Southern Cal handily. Southern Cal will fire Clay Helton. Athletic director Lynn Swan, who doesn't have any athletic director experience until he was hired like a year or two ago, will not pay it out on his first two hires, and then will hire Will Farrell to be their head coach, who will then get fired four games into the 2019 season. Wow. Okay. I, I like the uh, that that you you certainly thought this one through. I I mean, if okay. So did you hear that Condoleezza? I've been blaming that for months. Now. <laughs> it. Is this is this part of your whole how will every college football uh, head coach get fired? Is that how you work that in there with Will Ferrell? Um, if I remember right, I think I said that Clay Helton would get fired for starting Will Ferrell at quarterback and that they lost by like 50 points. And then I said that Will Ferrell's halftime speech didn't work. And then it's the clip from old school where he's just in his underwear yelling at everyone saying we have to keep our composure. <laughs> All right, very good there. Um, number of five and six teams, can't get to them all. Coastal Carolina plays at Southern Alabama, so a uh, good chance Coastal Carolina gets in. Minnesota at Wisconsin, I don't like those odds. Uh, how about this? Uh, we'll go to a few games pitting five and six teams against one another. Baylor is at Texas Tech. Both teams are five and six. Which team is going bowl-bound? Sometimes attractive people just have things go their way, and I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to find a way to win. All right, Texas Tech. I'm shaking them. Uh, Tulane is uh, hosting Navy. Tulane's five and six. Navy's three and eight. The rough times for Navy football there. So Tulane looks like they're going to be bowl eligible. How about Purdue and Indiana? Both teams are five and six. Uh, that's surprising because Purdue seemed like they, they had things going their direction. They lost a triple overtime heartbreaker to Wisconsin. Last week, uh, 47-44. Which one of these teams is bowl-bound? I would rather see Purdue win just because I think they're kind of interesting. I think that, I know they were in this situation last year and Purdue won to go to a bowl game. I think this year, Indiana wins to repay the favor and then Jeff Brom leaves to go be the head coach at Louisville. Okay. Uh, Wake Forest is 5-6 and six at Duke, so I'm going to say Duke uh, will prevent Wake Forest from being bowl-bound. Uh, let's see, Southern Miss, we talked about them last week. Uh, Maryland is at Penn State. No, thank you for Maryland getting to a bowl game. Is Arizona, they're 5-6, and six. they are. They host Arizona State, who's 6-5, and five. so Arizona State already bowl-bound. Is Arizona going to uh, clinch a, a, a bowl berth or no? Part of me wants to say yes, they got beat so bad by Washington State, though. But at the same time, Herm Edwards is the head coach at Arizona State, so I'm going to say that, yes, Arizona wins. And what's that game? I think it's the the, the battle for the Governor's Cup, and uh, the Wildcats are going to take it. 
All right, uh, battle of five and six teams here: Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Which team is going to be bowl bound? Oh, I forgot that they're both five and six, and those two teams hate each other so much. An in-state rivalry where one's the older brother, one's the little brother, and this year they're both bad. And it's on the SEC Network, by the way, on Saturday. I'm very disappointed by that. You put this game on ESPN, quite frankly. Agreed. I. Where's this game at? It's in Vanderbilt. In Nashville. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm taking Vanderbilt. I'm taking Vanderbilt in Nashville. They're going to drop the anchor on that dog and win. All right. I like to. I like the sound of that here. Come on, Vanderbilt. Uh, Florida Atlantic can become bowl eligible if they beat Charlotte. That game is in Boca Raton. I like those odds. Colorado fired their head coach. They're five and six. They're at six and four. California. I don't like Colorado's odds there. Uh, uh, you feel free to disagree on that one. And then the only other I one. Agree. I agree. Colorado started five and zero and was ranked into the top twenty and has won since then. I don't think that's going to change. Going on the road against a good Cal defensive team, and then especially t- without their head coach now, who got fired today. And then TCU is five and six. They host six and five Oklahoma State. Is TCU bull bound or not? I think we've done TCU three or four times, and I change every time, and I keep going back and forth. I was going to pick them, but part of me, I got hesitation because Oklahoma State just beat a good West Virginia team. But also, they got to go on the road, and Oklahoma State's been wildly inconsistent. I don't know who's a better coach between Gary Patterson and Mike Gundy. I guess maybe Patterson. They're both pretty good coaches. I think I think TCU has more to play for. So I think TCU might get the win. Gets to six and six, goes to a mediocre bowl, but gets those extra practices, and then does the Gary Patterson thing, where then they win eleven games next year. Okay, I like the. I mean, that's a very good pick there. Uh, I think that's it. So that's it for bowl bound or not. Um, anything else uh, at all before we wrap it up? We will have you on if you if you don't mind once the uh, bowl games are going on uh i mean there's going to be no change uh, there's going to be no change to the college football playoffs i mean though the one thing that's nice about bowl season is we'll kind of uh, we'll pick based on confidence points which is always fun um but anything else uh that you're looking forward to from this week for college football i'm glad during bowl bond or not you reminded me of tennessee vanderbilt and that is a game i'm extremely intrigued with how that goes well so yeah I I, the only other thing I'm really this is the part of the year each year and I'll, I know I ramble sometimes so I'll keep this brief where the, season, the regular season's essentially over or almost over and you start thinking oh no college football's over you remember you've got the bowl games but there's always coaches that get fired and there's going to be some coaches fired from big time jobs or leave for someone else and then you think oh man who's going to be hired here I think there's going to be a new head coach at USC it'll be interesting to, say, to see how that plays out I also think it's possible that there's a new head coach at Ohio State, and it would be very intriguing to see how that goes. And then, you know, with the coaching carousel, there's always someone that leaves for a job that's surprising, which then means another head coaching job you didn't think would be open is there. So I think that will be that'll be fun to watch over the next month or so. Yeah, and that's the one difficult thing about picking bowl games and stuff is like, well, okay, what team's going to show up? You know, what team's going to fight, you know, because their head coach is, you know, gone or it's 
there are some teams that you can tell kind of mail it in for bowl or or just not mail it in, but just don't care. Um, so yeah, that will be very intriguing. That's okay. Mailing in works. I think don't care is more or less the same as mailing it in. That's that's fair. And hopefully they're using the United States Postal Service. One last thing here, I understand that you uh, may have heard what I was getting for my birthday. Is this correct? I forgot about that. I was going to ask you about that too. That you recently had a birthday, and I heard you got a uh, a nice present of some sort. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm still in shock uh, by it. Um, I. I can't believe that uh, I'm going to the Final Four in Minneapolis. Will you? Is there any chance that you will be uh, joining us? I don't know. Um, I guess I'm not going to say there's no chance. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it, but it's possible. If I could make that sure that Mike Leach is there, or that Tennessee and Vanderbilt would play each other, would would that uh, would that uh, satisfy you and get you up there? That probably would. I think it would. I would like that. All right. I'll see what I can do about that. Um, but, yes, uh, for what it's worth, you you did. I don't know how long ago you knew about this, but uh, you did a very good. I think good... it was last week on Sunday. I don't know. Crenz told me. I don't know how Crenz knew about it. It was after we were done taping and just chit-chatting. And, like, he mentioned that he knew, and then he was like, just in case. And I would, I guess I would assume it was his wife that. Or your, or not his wife, your wife that told him. Um, well, yeah, because he's going like, to go to it with so, me. He, like, he didn't say it where if you had just walked back and hear it, like he texted me like, this is what it is, this is where it is, and I was just like, oh, and then we used, you know. Because he's going to the like, Final Four with me, so this is something that, that, that I guess has been in the works for, for a little bit, but uh, it... If I was lucky, there was a door there on Friday when I opened the the card and saw the uh, saw the little uh, PowerPoint slide. Because uh, if not, I probably would have fallen off a balcony. And and I, then well, I wouldn't be going regardless. The last thing you need is a stacking with a young child with like a broken arm or leg. Yes, yeah, we 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 don't need that at all. So um, you know what? Uh, we'll see what happens. At the you know the final four is uh, in a mere. Five, four and a half months from today. So uh, we're looking. Oh, it's going to be so much fun watching Mike Dom and the Jackrabbits play in the Final Four. I, I'd, shit, I'd shit myself if that happened. I mean, here, <laughs> it, you know what, though? Because I'm a North Carolina basketball fan. I don't like Duke. But this is one year where I absolutely need Duke to be in the Final Four so I can see Zion Williamson live I in person. Fair. This is going to be one of those years where there's a lot of people who hate Duke that are like, I don't want to admit this in public, but I kind of like watching Duke this year and think it's fun. And maybe I'm not truly rooting for them, but I'm always watching them and having fun watching them. The ideal final... Which more or less is like, you know, if we're honest, so... The ideal final four would be Duke, UNC, Nevada, and South Dakota State. That would be ideal. That is, that's not happening, but that would be ideal. That would be pretty good. That would. I Personally, just for me, I would switch Nevada with, I don't know, either probably like Kentucky. Sure. Not that I like Kentucky, but just the chance to see them play. I just... See, see South Dakota State beat uh, Kentucky and then beat Duke in the national title game. I don't think I would, sir. I don't think I would be around the next day. 
I really don't. I, I would either be like, I, I'd probably be dead. But let's be real here. I would die of shock. I'd have. I don't know what would happen. I might be in jail. And if you didn't, you just couldn't leave. You would have to. I don't know if your wife's also going with you or not. If she is not going, nope. you just have to call her. It, it is. Say, it is me and Travis for here. now. We are never leaving this city ever again. Yeah, it is me and Travis for now. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I would. I would ask that I just get a permanent residency there at U.S. Bank Stadium, right on Chicago yeah. Avenue there. But we'll see. A lot of time between now and then, but we look forward to that. But, uh, Charlie, I appreciate all the time throughout this uh, the, the regular season um, that you've come on the podcast, and I look forward to talking with you uh, when bowl season arrives here. Thank you very much, my friend. It's been my pleasure, and I look forward to it. Um, see you later, buddy. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie Hildebrand, kind enough to join us here uh, with plenty of great uh, talk as well. Um Oh, it's college football related. Essentially, we didn't get a, a confirmation for him that he will be th- at the Final Four in March. But uh, you never know. There's a lot of time between now and April 6th. Wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast with a look back at Week 11 in the NFL and make some early picks for Week 12 in the NFL. Here, Put a bow on the show here on this Thanksgiving Week edition of the Sports Block Podcast. And we will wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast with a look back at what happened week 11 and make some picks for Turkey Day games and more in week 12. That's uh, So let's get right to it. Here, uh, great Thursday night game to open up. Really, the games Thursday night and Monday night bookended of a good week for the NFL. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks fell behind 14-3 early to the Green Bay pa- or to the Green Bay Patriots, the Green Bay Packers, excuse me, but rallied back in the second half to win 27-24. Russell Wilson struggled early, was strong late. Aaron Rodgers underthrew a pass on third and two. He made some phenomenal throws in this game, uh, some great touchdown passes, but his underthrow on third and two with four uh, minutes and 20 seconds left, not good. The Packers ended up punting. They never saw the ball again. Not a great decision by Mike McCarthy. His reasoning, the numbers, the analytics behind it, not supporting his decision. It's a costly loss there for the Packers, who are winless on the road this year. Pittsburgh Steelers knock off the Jacksonville Jaguars 20-16. This is on Sunday. The Jaguars had a 16-0 lead. It's the largest blown lead they've had since Week 3 of 2011. 16 nothing lead in the second half, and finally Ben Roethlisberger and company figured it out. Roethlisberger was uh, confused or just didn't play well against that defense early on, but the Jaguars' offense didn't do enough, didn't score enough, and the Steelers scored late uh, to, to win the game. Ben Roethlisberger had a uh, rushing touchdown to win the game for them. Houston Texans beat Washington 23-21. Seven straight wins for the Texans. Had a pick six in this one. Uh, Deshaun Watson went through a couple touchdowns. But the big story in this one, Alex Smith, Washington's quarterback. Injured leg, a broken like fractured tibia and fibula. Reminiscent of the ugly Joe Theismann injury that happened what over, three, over 30 years ago. 33, I think. Uh, he even tweeted about there's a lot of similarities in there. We talked about it earlier with Travis. Um, so not good there for the Tex or for Washington. Colt McCoy will start in his stead. 
Giants are on a two-game win streak. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 38-35. Saquon Barkley, two rushing touchdowns in this one, over 140 yards rushing and a receiving touchdown. Eli Manning had only one incompletion. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick got benched after a few turnovers, so in came Jameis Winston, who led a furious rally, but he came up short as the Giants beat the Buccaneers. Indianapolis Colts are rolling right now. They've won four straight. Then they crushed the Titans 38-10. The Titans had the number one ranked scoring defense, but you wouldn't know it from this effort. The the Colts absolutely embarrassed him. Andrew Luck played great. Now, Dan Pease, the defensive coordinator for Tennessee, did go to the hospital uh, you know, prior to the game. So maybe that was on the defense's mind. I don't know, but the Titans follow up a big win against the Patriots with a clunker against the Colts. Detroit Lions beat Carolina Panthers 20-19. to uh, The Panthers started out strong, had a opening or a touchdown on the opening series of the game. Didn't do much until late, uh, going into the fourth quarter there, so the Lions' defense kind of stood strong, and the Panthers came back. They had a chance to tie the game, but after Graham Gano had missed an extra point and a field goal earlier, they elected Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron as they call him, the head coach, elected to go for two to get the win in Detroit with just over a minute to go. It didn't work. Cam Newton had all sorts of time, overthrew his wide receiver, and the Panthers lose 20-19. to Lamar Jackson got his first start at quarterback, the rookie from Louisville for the Baltimore Ravens, had 117 yards rushing, second most ever by a rookie quarterback since 1970. Uh... Threw it only 21 times. It's It was fine. Uh, he, it's still a work in progress. But the Ravens, uh, some guy named what, Gus Edwards, <laughs> ran for over 100 yards as well. So they had a monster day on the ground, and they beat the Bengals 24-21. The Bengals missed a 52-yard field goal as well as a, you know, they, they didn't convert on fourth down. So the Bengals probably should have won this game, but it's a good win there for the Ravens to snap the, the skid they hadn't won in a month. Dallas Cowboys defense continues to impress. They go into Atlanta and hold the high-flying Falcon offense to 19 points. Uh, they have a, The game was tied late after the Falcons had knotted up with under two minutes to go. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott march the Cowboys down the field, get a field goal at the gun to win. So the Cowboys improved to 5-5. Five and five And you know all those calls for uh, Jason Garrett's head when it was 3-5, and five, well, back-to-back road wins against the Eagles and Falcons. Probably change that a little bit. Denver Broncos snap the the Chargers win streak here. The Chargers inexplicably lose 23-22. Uh, Chargers now lost 12 of their last 15 games against Denver. Uh, Brandon McManus kicks a game-winning field goal after Case Keenum got the Broncos in field goal range. The Chargers did themselves in with turnovers and lots of costly penalties in this one. It should never have been that close. But the Chargers eke out the win um, and finally win their second game out of their last eight. So, <clears throat> good win for them to snap that losing streak and a questionable loss for the Chargers, no doubt. The Raiders, I thought the Cardinals had this. Uh, this was a lock given uh, the dysfunctionality with the Raiders. But Raiders get the 23-21 win over the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, David Johnson ran for over 130 yards in this one. Uh, Josh Rosen threw three touchdowns, but he had a couple of interceptions. And the, the Raiders just, they, they get the win. Just win, baby, I guess. Uh, 
kind of it's in shock. It's it's really weird. But the uh, the Raiders will uh, the, the Raiders beat the Cardinals in a battle of two teams who stink. Both teams now with two wins. The Saints embarrass the Eagles 48 to seven. The 41 point deficit for the Eagles is the largest ever uh, by a defending Super Bowl champion. The Saints have now scored 40 points in six of their 10 games this year. Uh, at least 40 points. Drew Brees was fantastic. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, they do it all. Uh, Swiss Army Knife, Traquan Smith, rookie wide receiver from Ohio State, he was phenomenal. The Saints get a 48-7 win. Nine-game win streak for the Saints. Bears beat the Vikings 25-20. Uh, Bears' defense is great. We're not necessarily sold on Trubisky, but he did... Uh, his running really kind of thwarted the Vikings' defense and made it a little more difficult. And the uh, the Vikings' offense just didn't get anything going until late, and they lose 25-20. And then Monday Night Football, holy cow, what a game this was. We could spend the next 15 minutes talking about this here. Three lead changes in the fourth quarter alone. 105 points scored. That is the most ever in a, in a Monday Night Football game. It's the first game in NFL history with two teams scoring 50-plus points. The back and forth, it was a long game, but oh my gosh, was it exciting. The Rams beat the Chiefs 54-51. We'll try and talk about this more because uh, we were kind of recording while the uh, the game was going on. But uh, wow, just wow. I mean, Pat Mahomes throws six touchdowns. Jared Goff had four. He had, uh, they had almost 900 passing yards in this one, yet there were three defensive scores. I mean, it's just crazy. What a crazy game. Uh, good. And, you can look at this good and bad, but seriously. What a game. And now let's make some picks for week 12. We haven't been doing great lately on the picks, so we'll start it out here now. The Chicago Bears are at the Detroit Lions, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central Time on CBS on Thursday. I was leaning Lions in this one, but now Kerryon Johnson is out for this week, week to week with the sprained knee. That Bears defense is good. I'm gonna. I'm leaning back towards the Bears now. Official picks will be made on Thursday for the Thursday games. But I'm leaning Bears now, in large part because of that carry-on Johnson injury. I just don't know if the Bear, if the Lions will have to be too one-dimensional. Washington at the Dallas Cowboys, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Central Time on Fox. With Alex Smith, I might have taken Washington. But Dallas is playing well right now, and Washington has Colt McCoy. So I'm taking Dallas. And then the nightcap, the 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time kickoff on NBC between the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints, why would anyone pick against the Saints right now? And why would you take the Falcons? They're just two teams going in opposite directions. Lots of points in this one, I would imagine, because Atlanta will, will score, but uh, give me the Saints. And then the Sunday's games, the San Francisco 49ers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. Stinker in this one. I'll take the home team, though. Jameis Winston getting the start for the Buccaneers. I'll take them over the 49ers. New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. Again, another stinker of a game. So we'll go with the... Hmm. Giants on a two-game win streak right now, but I'll take the home team here. I'll give the edge to the home team. See if Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley can prove me wrong. I'd love them to do that, but I'll take the Eagles in this one. New England Patriots at the New York Jets, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. Really? I'm not picking against the Patriots. The Jets are terrible right now. Taking New England. Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. This is a difficult game to pick. Browns have played well under Greg Williams. 
The Bengals kind of struggling right now. I will give the edge in this battle of Ohio to the home team. I'll give it to the Bengals. A.J. Green should be back in this one, so I think his presence will be a spark to that offense, maybe to that team. The defense is not good, but um, I will give the edge to the Bengals, but uh, ever so slightly. I, it's like a 52-48 split for me on this one, but I'll give the win to the Bengals. Seattle Seahawks at the Carolina Panthers, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on Fox. Seahawks are playing better as of late. The Panthers are on the slide. I'll take the Panthers, but watch out for the Seahawks in this one. They, they're coming, folks. They're coming, let me tell you. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Buffalo Bills, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on CBS. What a stinker of a game this is. Uh, I don't really care who's under center for the Bills right now. Yes, I get it. They beat the Jets, and good for them. It, rightfully so. Good for them. But um, I got to go to the Jaguars. But, jeez, what a terrible game. Look at the slate for this week. There are some awful games on here. Awful games on Sunday. Give me the Jaguars, though. Baltimore Ravens hosting the, the Oakland Raiders 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on CBS. I, did I just get done saying there was an awful game? Like, the slate was awful. Now I get this game? Come on. Uh, Baltimore. With Lamar Jackson or without him? With Joe Flacco starting or not? Give me the Ravens. Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Chargers, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Uh, the Chargers are angry. The Cardinals stink. Uh, Philip Rivers are coming to get it done at home. I like the Chargers. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Denver Broncos, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Nothing stopping Pittsburgh right now. Jacksonville Jaguars almost came up close, and Denver's been a difficult place for the Steelers in the past, but... Steelers are playing too well right now. Give me Pittsburgh. Miami Dolphins at the Indianapolis Colts, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Give me the Colts in this one. Both teams are 5-5, five five, but Colts are on a four-game win streak. I'm not picking against Andrew Luck and company. And then the Sunday night game, Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings, 820 p.m. Eastern, 720 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Please, Vikings, for the love of all things holy, get a win in prime time. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings Come on, folks. Come on, Vikings. This is a must-win game, really, for both teams. Uh, Vikings win. They're, they're looking good in the NFC playoff picture. Loss, not good. And then the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. I, 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 what Titans team are you going to get? You just don't know. Uh, I, I'll take the team that's won seven in a row. Give me the Texans. This one, Chiefs and Rams are on to buy. Those are your Week 12 picks. Official picks can be found in the stack. The Thursday games, the Thanksgiving Day trio, uh, uh, those can be found Thursday. Friday's games will be found Friday in the stack. And that's a little, uh, that'll wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Appreciate you listening. As always, again, a big thanks to my mom, to my mother-in-law, to, to Kelsey, my wife, uh, to my wife, Kelsey, and to, to Travis for this uh, fantastic birthday gift. Here we're going to the Final Four. See you in Minneapolis, April 6th and the 8th, 2019. Going to be a lot of fun. You can find this podcast available online, just uh, on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block. Also, Facebook, Nathan Stacken, Twitter, at ND Stacken. Link posted the blog, middle to later part, or to the podcast, middle to later part of each week. So, thank you to Travis and Charlie for joining me. Hope everyone has a very happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back next week to talk more sports. We'll talk, uh, you know, college football uh, championship games 
and so much so i hope everyone out there has a very happy thanksgiving enjoy the food the family the football uh time with loved ones so very good uh favorite holiday of the year no doubt thanksgiving lots of food so um make sure you have some stretchy pants with because there'll be a lot of food so um again for travis charlie i'm nathan thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the sports block podcast we'll be back next week hope you enjoyed it Please listen to us uh, this week and every week, and tune in again next week for another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.